Corey, we do this thing called jazz hands like this. So you got to do jazz hands. There you go. There you go. Corey, go. you got to keep doing it. Corey's doing jazz hands. Walter's doing jazz hands. We are live. Walter's doing jazz hands with uh, the My- guests of honor, the knives. Yeah, we are. We are live. I hope you have your big girl panties on. This is episode, I believe it's uh, 308. Yes, 308 of the Who Move My Freedom podcast coming to you live from the Strange Media Studios. That's me with the big head. Uh, in Gainesville, <laughs> and our special guest tonight is Corey. There he goes from Microtech Knives. Welcome. How's it going? Welcome, Corey. You were just saying off air, this is your first podcast ever, right? This is. This is. Okay. It'll, be, it'll be fun and interesting. Yeah, Walter, we are popping that cherry on Corey. <laughs> as, as podcasts go, he's here. He didn't have technical difficulties or anything. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Corey, no. it's, it's only downhill from here. Down you go home. Yes. Okay. So, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, let's see. So that's, you know, we're going to have Corey from Microtech here. He's going to answer questions. We're going to talk about Microtech and all that kind of stuff. If you guys are not familiar with them, they, they uh, predominantly do this kind of stuff. Boom. There you go. Uh, I jacked these knives from uh, Babyface P. I don't want to, I don't want to, I, well, I don't have one of those that's officially Microtech, but I do have uh, <clears throat> knockoff. Oh, oh, we're going to talk about that. Corey, you can call the FBI right now. Okay. I'll give you. You got on speed dial, so. Yeah, I will give, I will give you Walter's address. It'll yeah, be don't, awesome. yeah, yeah, send, send the knife Gestapo over, yeah. yeah. Awesome <laughs> for the show to get Walter arrested live on air. <laughs> oh, that'd be a that'd be like a viral video for the ages. Yes, uh, Walter does absolutely. Yeah, I, you know, maybe we can get them to rough him up a little bit. <laughs> Bring yeah. that taser of, uh, that was on last night. Yeah, yeah. Walter does have official microtech stuff, though. He does. He does. Oh yeah, 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 so. yeah. I, I got to get it. I've got to get one of those that that model in the actual blade. I just haven't pulled the trigger on it. Oh, no, I actually know that. So. I know a guy okay. who's yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll pimp the things, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, you know, that's why we have them on here. So we, we've got Corey. We'll talk about things. You guys can let us know what you want to talk about as well. Um, you know, <laughs> actually just hit us up in the chat and let us know the things, questions and things like that that you guys want to ask Corey. It's, uh, what's today? Today's a Thursday. Um, of course, we've got more gun control stuff and all that that was announced last night. I'm sure some people will want to talk about that. I guess Diane Feinstein was throwing up some more uh, anti anti gun stuff out there, right? New bands, new bands. Did you? Did it, either one of you guys hear about this? Oh, yeah. I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A bunch of, and obviously a bunch of the you know uh, Instagram you know big guys I follow on there, and you know they uh, they started posting a lot about it with the new assault weapons ban. Yeah. And um, the thing is, so here, I'll throw up something in our internal chat so you can see that, Corey. And, uh, and I'll throw it up here so that other folks out there can, can get a look at what we're talking about. So the thing is, and they're trying to include um, SB tactical braces and all that, uh-huh. those pistol braces in what they're talking about. Very interesting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're not going to they're not going to let anything get away. You know. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, going to yeah. try anyways. But we've been here. We've done this already. This is old for for all the younglings out there that were still sucking on their thumb. Back then, um, um, this is old. This is old. Just revisited all over again. Yeah. I mean, well, it's kind of similar. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. I was going to say it's kind of similar to uh, you know some of the new stuff that are proposed. It's actually going to pass in California where 
you know, you're going to have, you know, it's going to require, you know, permits and, you know, and background checks for ammo purchases and you can only purchase so much. And so, you know, it's, it's all these little, you know, little things that, you know, they, they pick and choose to try and get it, you know, a little bit at a time. Yeah. So before, before we get into uh, microtech, Corey, um, let's, you know, where are you guys on the second amendment for it or again, it, <laughs> we are very much for the second amendment. <laughs> Amen. Okay, good. <laughs> well, the same, the same people who want to take your their guns want to take your knives also. That's true. That, that, yeah. that whole, um, well, I forget the organization used to be, that used to be the, the real big anti-gun one. When you looked at their agenda, it went all the way down to little, little dinky pocket knives. Yeah. So, because, you know, technically this is very, uh, uh, you know, in the world of scariness, this is like the scariest thing ever. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. There's definitely, there's definitely some States where uh, some of the knives we make are not allowed. So uh, absolutely. Yeah, and that should that. not be, that should not be. Yeah. When you start doing that, all of a sudden it just became this like atomic knife. Yeah. I don't know what it is. You know, it's so a bad, scary knife. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> with a, you know, with attachments, you saw that whole meme, right, Corey? Oh, yes. Yes. With the, cha- the chainsaw. I need one of those. Yeah. Chainsaw. <laughs> you guys should have done one, you know, <laughs> you know, or something. Well, you know, um, we actually we don't make them super often, but we actually have some like really large um, version of some macro versions of some of the knives we make. Oh, really? <laughs> you know, honestly, honestly, I'll just take one of those and, and just duct tape it around an AR barrel. Call it no. a day. Yeah. Nice big I was going to say you should make it out the front bayonet. <laughs> Out the front bayonet. Call I'll, it the Hank. I'll pass, it I'll the, pass Hank. the message along. Yes. We'll Hankinator. Yeah, there you go. See, Walter? Boom. You, you I, can I, learn I, from Corey. You can learn from Corey, Walter. <laughs> he'll he'll figure it out pretty soon. Don't yeah. listen to what he says. So Walter, so Walter manufacturer, he he Walter is the owner of Safety Harbor Firearms. I don't know if you've right. you've ever heard of them. I have. Oh, okay. You're welcome, Walter. Corey's heard of Safety Harbor. Yeah, well, we uh, well, we actually did a little <laughs> bit of history with Microtech and Safety Harbor Firearms way, way, way back when. Oh, really? First firing pins we used in our guns were made by Microtech, actually. Really? Um, Interesting. Yeah, Tony, Tony volunteered to do it, and I think he regretted it in the end, but because it, it was a pain in the ass. But um, <laughs> yeah. so who's Tony for the rest of us who don't, you know, know people on the first name basis? Um, yeah, Tony Martin. Huh? Tony Marfone, yes. right? I'm yeah. So Tony, uh, Tony Marfione, or uh, some, some people know him as Anthony is his first name. Some people know him as Tony, but Anthony Marfione is the uh, is a co-CEO or co-owner, CEO of Microtech Knives. Okay. Awesome. So this is probably a good place to segue into that, Corey. Uh, first of yep. all, like, uh, you know, tell us who you are, what you do at Microtech, how you started working there, and then we'll jump into the background with Microtech. Yeah. So, um, so obviously my name's Corey. I actually uh, do PR and sales for Microtech Knives. Um, originally started not in the gun industry or the knife community or anything like that at all. It just kind of, you know, I just got lucky and it happened. Um, when I was introduced um, super, super early 20s, like when I was 20, 21 is when I was kind of introduced to firearms and just became obsessed with it. Um, got into sort of the competitive shooting and things like that, but I was actually a tennis pro. Um, okay. And so when I you have that I, tennis pro jaw, man, is, I'm not. <laughs> so what it is. Um, when, but so when, when I kind of, you know, I kind of eventually got burnt, burnt out on that lifestyle. Um, still love it. I still play competitively, uh, still playing a bunch of teams. But when I got burnt out on kind of doing that for a living, um, I segued into the firearms community. Um, and so um, basically how I was how I guess Anthony found me was via Instagram. 
Um, I had started, you know, I'd started doing some shooting videos and some com- kind of competitive shooting videos. And I guess you could call some of them trick shots, um, some kind of cool stuff like that. I did a couple of cool um, videos with some people, you know, I think Post Malone. Um, I did a big one with him. OK, um, yeah, we know yeah. Post Malone. Awesome. Yeah, so I uh, did a video with him that at least for me with my thousand Instagram followers went kind of semi-viral. Um, and uh, so then, you know, he sort of saw a bunch of that stuff, reached out to me. Um, then I met him at this year's, uh, this past year's uh, Blade Show in Atlanta. Okay. So we met in person for the first time, hit it off, and just became really, really good friends. Um, and so then when I finally started, you know, when I finally segued um, at my previous uh, job, um, which was basically still doing PR, um, into, um, you know, I segued out of that and, you know, we kind of moved into the microtech realm and uh, became part of the knife community. So that's, that's, that's kind of how I, how I ended up here. Awesome. Awesome. Post Malone. Uh, Walter, by the way, Post Malone is a rapper. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. Post Malone. Yeah. Yeah. He's fairly, he's fairly popular. Yeah. Walter okay. Corey was around with Methuselah. That was, <laughs> that was the first rapper that Walter ever heard about <laughs> way back in the day. No, Post Malone is a rapper. As a matter of fact, that's Babyface. We met Corey through Babyface, Patrick, Babyface P. Okay. Right. You guys, you guys were doing that helicopter thing together, right? Yeah. So we did, um, we did a helicopter, it was like a helicopter experience, um, with, uh, a company called uh, shoot and move LLC. Um, and so basically I was introduced to them by a company called tier defense who, um, did the advocate for Coley on Noir. They've done, you know, they did the T 11 pistol with uh, Mr. Guns and gear, um, okay. and then from Prevectus group, they've done a pistol with him. So, you know, I've done a bunch of shooting stuff with them and they kind of introduced me to shoot and move. Um, you know, started, I took a couple of classes with them and then went and did the helicopter um, experience because, you know, shooting guns out of helicopters just absolutely sounds amazing. Um, and uh, so that's where him and me met. Um, when we first got there, he pulled out a Microtech and was talking about it. And it was kind of just history from there. You know, I was like, hey, actually, I work for Microtech. And, okay. <laughs> and, then, uh, and then here we are. Yeah. Yeah. Babyface is good. You know, he's a good he's a good front man for the whole Hank Strange situation over here. So oh, yeah, he, he yeah. was. It was funny when I met him. I was like, I don't know where, but I know you from somewhere. I was like, you look so familiar. And it was actually from, I guess, the Krebs. Um, I think the KV-13 video you guys did. Oh, OK. Um, that was where I remember to see, you know, he showed up uh, on camera. Oh, cool. All right. Yeah. yeah. See, he's a, he's famous. I know. He's famous now. He's famous now. Um, he, he wanted to send his regards. He can't be here tonight. He's the one that hooked all of this up. But I have to tell you something. Babyface P is like, you ever heard of Dungeons and Dragons? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's one of these Dungeons and Dragons guys now, apparently. <laughs> so Thursday is his game game night. Thursday game night. Yeah. So he's sitting around somewhere here in Gainesville with a cloak and other Dungeons and Dragons nerds. Got the wand out. Yeah, yeah, they're doing their thing, you know, by, by the power of Grayskull or whatever, whatever it is. <laughs> so shout, shout out to Babyface. He did want to be here. Uh, his knives are here and he wanted to say what's up to you. I appreciate it. You'll have to send it, send it right back to him. I'm sure I'll, I'll connect with him. Yeah, absolutely. And so uh, let me see. So so tell us then about Microtech. How did that like uh, get going? Where did that come from? Well, um, so originally, uh, Anthony Marfion, he was, uh, he was working for Knight's Armament. Um, and he designed in 1993, he basically designed a prototype, which would later become the UDT. 
and he passed it around at uh, this very, very large, I believe it was actually called the, the Knife's Guild um, in Florida, and ended up actually taking, I think, close to 10,000 orders for this prototype. Wow. And then, yeah, so then in 1994, Microtech itself was actually founded, and that was when uh, they started producing the UDT. Um, that was actually the first knife, and it was a automatic folder, which I believe he, he actually has one. Um, might be handy. Uh, who who has one? Oh, Walter? Me? Yeah, Walter. Oh. Yeah, so. Had okay, one cool. Let's take a look at that. Okay, so. Um, I mean, this so, is to me, this is to me, automatic knife. This is when yeah. I see, when I see automatic knife, I think this. It's still, you know, it's still considered a folder, but, uh, but, you know, some of them like the UDTs and our LUDTs and a couple models that I'll show here in a little bit. Um, they, some of them do still basically function as autos with, uh, with buttons. Yeah. Right. So I think there's a little bit of a difference, like, uh, these ones that I've got here, um, these are the out the fronts, right? So, yes. <laughs> yeah, so there's kind of a difference with that for all the people that like the high techery of being able I'm, to do I'm, I'm huge on them. Yeah. I like it. I like it. Right. So, uh, so, so Anthony, Florida boy, that's good news. I yeah. like that. Okay. <laughs> started out here in Florida. And, um, so he started out making these knives, a whole bunch of people. Was this like special ops guys who were ordering these knives? Um, I think I'm not entirely sure. I think originally it was, um, just at, you know, it was just a bunch of, you know, a bunch of people who, who really liked the design and, and he just, he started making them. Um, obviously, very early on in Microtech's uh, history, uh, we started making knives very specifically for special forces units. Um, and it was kind of, it was pretty cool um, the way we went about it because obviously, you know, they're doing some of the most extreme things. Um, and so some of our knives that ended up getting used by special forces and still do today, um, you know, we basically used them and, and they just kind of beat the crap out of them and, and tested them for us. And, um, and that, you know, so we, we still, we actually still have a really good relationships with a lot of a lot of military units, we, you know, do stuff for them every once in a while in terms of, you know, knife models and things like that. But, uh, but yeah, so, I mean, we, we've kind of hit the entire kind of spectrum of, of knife user. Okay. So let me just, so Walter, I know that you've been in Florida for a long time. Do you yeah. remember all of this stuff that we're talking about here with no. the beginning of, okay. No. Like I, said, I met, I met, uh, I met Anthony at Knob Creek probably in, Maybe 2000, 2001. Okay. Something like that. Oh, actually, it was right when I was starting to do my, uh, started making uppers. So it's probably more towards the end of 2002. Okay. So, um, yeah, we just met through someone else and and we just started talking. He goes, oh, yeah, send it to me. I'll, you know, make stuff, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay. So he made some firing pins for me for everybody that doesn't know that. Okay, so there's some Microtech SHF 50s out there. Is what yeah, actually, the first uh, <laughs> probably the first 50 uppers had those firing pins made by Microtech. Yeah. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Got you got it. So are those like serial number uh, zero I, one up to zero fifty? Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I don't even think I have one of those anymore. Actually. Oh, okay. There was nothing wrong with the firing pins themselves. Um, the way they were made, it was just the design was not probably spot on. So uh, I've changed it a lot since then. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, Early days. Anthony had nothing to do with the design. That's a, uh, that's the monkey here. So yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. So that's that's cool. So how did? So I'm guessing that Microtech started what 90s to that early zeros when? Te technically, Microtech started. It was found in 1994. Okay. Um, and then by by 1995, so that when 1994 was when we introduced the UDT. Um, by 95. 
we had introduced, which I'll show this again. Um, we introduced the Halo, and this is obviously the the Halo Six. Um, oh, so it, nice. it had quite a few different um, kind of iterations. Yeah, um, I like that Tonto. Oh yeah, it's awesome. Uh, the original, so the original um, Halo was designed and released in uh, 1995. And then by 1999, we had released the Ultratech, which is one of the ones I believe that uh, you've got, Hank. Um, and it's something uh, sort of along the lines of, of this. Okay. Um, like and this, this is actually to this, yeah, right. to this day, this is still our most popular knife. Okay. Um, so this one, go ahead. Yeah, I was just gonna say, just because the size, you know, it fits, it's uh, kind of a great size for a lot of hand sizes and a lot of kind of uses. Um, fits in the pocket really easy because it's really slim. So um, it's, it's to this day still our most popular knife. Okay, so I'm just trying to figure this out. Um, uh-huh. If there's if there's names or whatever on these things, they're really 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 tiny. So old dudes like me um, <laughs> don't really have an easy time seeing it. But how do I? How do you tell what you're dealing with here? Um, it it depends. It depends on what year. Um, sometimes uh, they sometimes they're different places. Uh, the particular one you have on the side with the Microtech logo, right on the blade, right in the middle, it should tell you the model. And it'll say, that particular one will say Ultratech, it's one of our clear tops. Okay, so let me, I'm gonna get out my phone so I can magnify it here. Get your glasses, get your reading glasses on, you old fart. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so it says uh, Ultratech D slash E. Yeah, so double edge. Okay, all right, Mm -hmm. very cool. Yeah, and then this one, I'm, I'm guessing, the, some of them come like this in this clear see-through case kind of deal. Yeah, so we, you know, we've made some special runs of those. Um, and basically, mm. we just used uh, clear tops uh, just so you could kind of see the internals. Um, sort of like, you know, like me, I was one of those kids that liked taking things apart and putting them back together. Um, and so a lot of people like just seeing inside and seeing how they work um, and, you know, seeing what kind of makes them, makes them flick. Yeah. So, okay. uh, so that was the idea behind those. And, and they were obviously super, super popular. Right. Okay. Yeah. That is good to do. You know, I was just curious about that because I'm sure there's like a, a, a robust um, like used market and stuff like that going for these. So yeah, I mean, obviously what kind of, what kind of, like uh, warranty and stuff like that do you guys have on it. So uh, we have a limited lifetime warranty. So uh, okay. you know, pretty much any, um, just any normal, you know, wear and tear kind of stuff, you know, you know, blade sharpenings, cleanings, um, you know, screws replaced typically as long as we're still making the model of knife, um, you're, you know, you're typically good to go, um, with anything, obviously, you know, it's one of those, every situation can be a little unique. Um, but, uh, but it's, it's a pretty, in my opinion, it's a pretty robust warranty. We'll, uh, we like to try and take care of people. Okay. So it's a good thing for people. Cause I know that, um, you know, there's, there's always people out there that are price conscious. So yeah. that's one of the ways that you can get into these, getting them used and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, um, it's funny. Cause it, like I said, I, you know, I didn't come from the knife, the knife community. I'm, I'm ve- still very, very new to it. Um, and the aftermarket or secondhand market for Microtech is probably one of the most like insane things I've ever seen. Um, okay. it's just, just how popular it is and, and how active people are on it. So it's, it's a good place if, you know, if you're trying to find them, you know, for cheaper, it's definitely a good place to, to find some. Okay. All right, cool. Walter, if you want to jump in here at any time, let me know if you want to ask some questions. Okay. All right. No, yeah. I'm good at the moment. Oh, okay. All right. Um, so you guys start, he started out in Florida. Where are you guys now? How'd you wind up there? Um, so we actually have two facilities. Our main facility is in um, Fletcher or Asheville, North Carolina. Um, so in, I believe 2005, when uh, after kind of all the craziness of Hurricane Katrina, um, that was when they decided to move away from Florida 
um, and then actually built a facility in uh, Bradford, Pennsylvania. Okay. Uh, then, yeah. And so then also uh, not too long after moved, uh, moved as well to North Carolina. And that's where our main facility is. Um, obviously the, the Bradford PA locations strictly manufacturing. Um, and then everything else is entirely done um, in the uh, Asheville, North Carolina location. Okay, cool. Yeah. I see Razor yeah. JB was real happy about that. Yeah. I'm actually, um, I actually live in Charlotte. So okay. um, <laughs> yeah, very cool. All right. So, um, now, one of the things I wanted to get into was, uh, and and Walter alluded to this, and I think he has one of them there. Somewhere in the history, you guys actually made guns. Yes, in uh, okay. 2007. Mm-hmm. Okay, 2007. I think Walter's yeah. off to get something. Let's see what Walter's coming. Yes. Yeah, he's coming so, out. He's, yeah. Um, in 2007, uh, Microtech uh, started what was called the MSAR um, division, um, and it was actually the first um is the first firearms division for any knife company um i guess ever and uh basically it's a bullpup style rifle called the stg 556 okay looks a lot like a styrog yeah there's some uh you know it's definitely some uh you know only so much i guess you can do with a bullpup but uh these are these are actually pretty rare now they're they're pretty they're pretty cool i saw one i'm actually on my way to uh the um, helicopter event that I did I actually saw one at a gun store. Um, that was brand new. It was pretty, pretty cool. If I, Oh, wow. Okay. I could have dropped the, I think like the two or three grand they wanted for it. I, I probably would have. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Walter's very proud of this. I see the STG five, five, six on it. And, uh, Walter, tell us about this thing, man. Where'd you get this from? Uh, well, I ordered it right from Microtech. Um, let's see back when I, back when this was available for the order, there were no, uh, none of the, um, if you're, if it looks like a styre, because it's kind of patterned off that, but there were no, there were no Austrian styres available. It was back before they were selling them again here. Mm-hmm. So when the, when they, when they went out for orders, I saw them at shot that year, and I said, like, oh, that's pretty cool. So I went ahead and I, when I shot my wad and I ordered the, uh, the whole shooting match, the two thousand uh, dollar box with the, the rifles, four mags, cool ass knife. Um, and some other stuff. There's a knife. Is that the knife you were showing us? No, no, no. no. Well, okay. Do we get to see the knife, Walter? Hang on a second. Hang on. Yeah. Whip it out. So I don't say these out. words to you often. So go ahead. in the in the in the large uh, pelican type case, aside from the rifle and the four mags, there's this big, burly, thick, full tag. Yeah. Oh, okay. Big stick and uh, yeah. a, a knife with this okay. really cool sheath. This is actually the um, Kuri. Is that how you say that? Kuri here? The Kuri? Is that how you say it? Okay. Yeah, hold it up a little bit. There you go. Let me get the logo side going over here. Boom. Okay. okay. MSR. Yeah. So if if um, people are collecting these, that's the most desirable, like the box, the case it came, the case it came in, gun, and the knife. I I would think so because it's complete. I would, I would imagine the entire package is probably, especially if you're a collector. I would imagine the entire package is, is optimal. Okay. Okay. I went yeah. ahead. I went ahead being a lefty and bought the left hand, the left hand bolt and stuff also, mm-hmm. um, because that's the way I that's the way it is. Actually, right now it's set up though for right handed folks, so I don't know what the heck's going on with that. But uh, <laughs> uh, and uh, it, it comes with an optic built in. Yes. Okay. Yep. There you go. The like the one the one power 
built-in optic, I think it is. Okay. Yeah. yeah. We, we did have, uh, I, ha I have seen obviously the ones that have rails that had uh, other, you know, other uh, optics on them, ACOGs, you know, think, you know, just other types of red dots as well. Right. Mm -hmm. yeah, I, I opted to try to keep it as well. I just yeah. like, wow, it works really well. It's a really, uh, it's a really easy to use optic. I mean, it's, it works and it works well. So okay, that way. Yeah. So. And what's up with the magazines Are those, does it use specific uh, proprietary uh, magazines or how does that work? I believe this, this guy uses, it has a uh, proprietary mag. Yeah. So we, uh, we had, uh, we had a bunch of smoked, um, MSAR STG five five six mags that were proprietary from us uh, for okay. these. Yeah, yeah. So in, like I said, that set that I bought has a, um, I believe a ten, twenty, thirty, and then the forty. Yeah, mag. So yeah, yeah. How many of these rifles did you guys make, Corey? Do you know? Um, I don't know if I had to guess. I'd probably say uh, in the thousands. I don't know if we ever. I don't know if we crossed ten thousand. Um. But uh, definitely, it was not a not a huge number. So they're okay. definitely. I mean, they're they are not a whole lot. Of, you know, when you see them, um, I mean, I was surprised when I saw one. So they're they're not very readily, you know, available. It's it's pretty it's pretty uh, rare to see them pop up anymore. Yeah. Did yeah, you, when you when, when you saw that one? Did it have the case? Did it have the knife? Um, I, be it? I believe it did. Um, it was oh. sitting. It had a bunch of stuff with it, but it was sitting on a wall, technically by itself. When uh when I saw it. Mm -hmm. um but and it was I and mean, it was perfect it was brand new yeah I, I would like to use this knife but if i use it then it won't be all pretty again you know so uh, <laughs> <laughs> so it's basically a safe queen well i mean the knife is the, the gun's been shot i mean i don't have any problem shooting the gun mm -hmm. oh yeah they shoot well yeah this is a uh, number 375 actually so yeah yeah, Walter's pretty proud of this, so you know. I, like, I can oh, see that. Yeah. I mean, if you ever need somebody to to take it and just you know test it for you, make sure it runs the way it's supposed to. You just let me know. Well, here's the thing, Corey. You should come to Florida and do something with us. Bring out some oh, knives. I'd love to. Yeah. You know, um, I know, I know that you're a shooter. I, I'm not sure if you've done a lot of shooting of like full auto stuff and all that, but you know, we could we can arrange some things. I mean, has anybody ever shot enough full auto, even if I have? Like <laughs> no, I don't think you no, ever can shoot enough no. full auto. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Full yeah, auto relief. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Never enough. So we, you know we can arrange that. We can come out. We can uh we can do something about it. Talk a little history. Oh yeah, let's do it. On it. So okay, what is that you're showing us now, I Walter? Stuck, I stuck the knife in the seat. Okay. Very cool. It's, uh, it's cool. I mean, it's a nice, it's a nice setup for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, you know, it's sort of like you, you were talking about, you know, we, we made some of those small parts, uh, at least from what I see and from what I can sort of tell from the history, um, the company has, has advanced, um, exponentially the, the machinery, the, you know, kind of the, the possibilities of things that we can create is pretty much endless now. Um, so it, it's kind of cool to see, you know, not coming from, you know, that kind of background, you know, not making a lot of things with my hands. Um, we can pretty much, if we can, if we can imagine it, we can make it. So yeah, uh, yeah. that's fun to see. It's fun to see all the, actually see all the processes that go in, into everything that you wouldn't normally see kind of from the outside. Mm -hmm. Do you know why they got into to making this? Um, I actually don't know. I mean, obviously I know, you know, Anthony has been a, he's a you know, huge second amendment supporter. I mean, obviously microtech as a whole, um, does you know you know in a lot of facets um and if you know if i had to guess i'd, I'd say it was uh, just for the passion of uh you know seeing a design and then you know trying to trying to make it better 
Yeah. But and I'm, I'm sure seeing- like, like Walter was saying that they, you couldn't really get, um, you know, you, there, there were certain guns you just couldn't get during that time. And maybe guys yeah. wanted, wanted them to be available. So that's pretty cool. And then obviously you got, they got out of it. So do you know the reasons why they got out of it or. Um, they, they decided um, they really honestly decided to go back to their roots and really, we, you know, we just decided to focus on the knives again. Um, obviously, MSAR is still um, active at Microtech. We have uh, pending, but we have uh, suppressors, which I think I think a good portion of people who follow us on Instagram have seen some of. Um, okay. So we've got some suppressors going through destructive testing right now that are just absolutely fantastic. Um, okay. I've shot a bunch of suppressors, and at least of all the ones that I've shot, it is the quietest the quietest nine mil suppressor that I've shot. Okay, so, so it's, we can uh, look forward to some MSAR suppressors. Somewhere. Yeah, we can look soon. I don't know exact ETAs on that, but uh, they've uh, they've been they've been going through the through the ringer for some destructive testing. Well, if, so. if, you need, if you need some innocent victims to test them, I mean, we can- <laughs> <laughs> you know. yeah, yeah, we can do that. Yeah, we uh, we do a lot of testing. Um, you know, I hope they're doing uh, something five five six because you know the the ultimate accoutrement for that for that bullpup that Walter has over there is of course I suppressor now. <laughs> yeah, have one. I, yeah. I hope so. So yeah. I know if I say if we do decide to make a five five six, I'll know which one I'm getting. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, you gotta get the you gotta get the uh, five five six suppressor for that, Walter. Oh no, I'm in I'm in the market for some more suppressors, so <laughs> <laughs> okay. So um okay, so you guys decided to stick to the knives. So uh what are you guys doing with the knives nowadays? So we, uh, you know, obviously we, we phase models in and out. Um, and, but obviously, you know, right now we've got a pretty robust kind of selection. We've brought a lot of things back. Um, a couple of months ago, we announced we were bringing back colors, um, which okay. we hadn't done for a while, which kind of people went crazy about, you know, on social media and stuff with us. So um, a lot of our knives, you know, kind of come in all sorts of different, you know, different colors, got yeah. the oranges and reds and, uh, you know, Blues. Yeah, I like the blue. That's a nice oh, yeah. blue that you guys do. Um, and then obviously, like this is actually an LUDT, so it's a large UDT. It's in a, a pretty sick red. Um, and so this one is automatic. Ah. Yeah, okay. so we, we brought the colors back. Um, obviously, we, we've created new models. We have uh, some, some of my favorite, my personal favorite knife, the Combat Troton. Um, it's quite a bit bigger. So the ones that you have, Hank, um, like this red, red ultra tag, you can sort of see there's a, there's a pretty good size difference mm-hmm. on those. Get my fingers out of the way. Um, and it's, this, this is, this is my, my jam. John Wick got me hooked on this one. Oh, okay. Was that in the movie? It was. So um, we actually have been in all the micro, uh, all the uh, John Wick movies. So in the first one, um, he used an ultra tag. In the second movie, he actually used a combat throat on um, when he's in the, uh, the gun room. He uh, pulls it out of the pulls it out of the case and and shows it off. He stabs uh, stabs the uh, common with it. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's that's good. Any scene any scene with common getting stabbed up, I'm a fan of. It's awesome. Yeah. And when they, <laughs> is, that the, is that the one that he left in him? Yeah. It's funny. It's oh, the, I would know because common kicks it out of his kicks his knife uh, kicks uh, John Wick's knife out of his hand and then he st- uh, just to add insult to injury stabs uh, common with his own knife. With his own knife, but Common oh, wasn't God. using a Microtech. He was not. Oh, he wasn't see, cool there enough. you go. Don't use the cool Microtech, enough. get stabbed with your own knife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
So, um, you know, I, I think we can, um, I think we're, we're good with like the background and stuff like that. Walter, yeah. if you have anything, I'm going to try to keep an eye here on, on the chat and get some people's questions and stuff like that. David Cardinal said, is Microtech working on a production level, affordable answer to the deadlock? I know one of the comments I see people saying here, mm -hmm. of course, is Microtech is kind of a, a higher up on the scale, yeah. I guess. Yeah. So... Um, you know, we're, we're always, uh, we're always working on, on new designs and things like that. I don't know, uh, specifically, I don't, I'm not entirely sure what, uh, the deadlock runs for. Uh, but, um, we're all, you know, obviously always kind of trying to improve, improve processes and, you know, and, uh, you know, make things as good as we can. I, I will say one of the kind of many comments, I guess we get from people who kind of put in microtech in their hand the first time is actually like, you feel the quality, um, and obviously I know I work for Microtech, but I can, I can say that from having not been, not been a knife guy and Microtech was the first thing I was introduced to. And I, you know, was kind of hooked from the get go just because of how, how insanely high quality they were. But, um, but we should, you know, we've got some, some cool new stuff coming in 2019. Mm -hmm. I mean, let's have, let's, if you don't mind, let's yeah. have the uh, price co uh, conversation a little bit. Mm -hmm. We have this here all the time. It's not just with Microtech with uh, lots of people that come on. Uh, Walter, what do you think about the, uh, the 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 price conversation here that we're having? Do you, I mean, do you find this is the high end of the scale? Look, I've seen oh, yeah. I've seen uh, ten thousand dollar knives, hundred thousand dollar knives. Well, yeah. yeah, I mean, I mean, you look at the Microtech. This one here has been in my pocket practically every freaking day. That that I don't forget and leave it in my pants in a pile of dirty clothes. But um, and and aside from being full of lint, which I need to blow out with some air. Um, the thing works, you know, and, and it doesn't, it's not falling apart. The screws aren't screwing out. Um, if you look at it, the way they're made, all the screws are specially made for the Microtech. So that takes a lot. I look at that and I go, damn. Yeah, I can see you're giving it your machining eye. Yeah, yeah. So and just the way, I mean, you, you look at this, you see that I give it no special treatment and um, it's held up to the task. Right. I mean, have, I, you, have you ever sent it in for servicing? Sorry, Corey. Um, I, I noticed that there's one. When I look at the screws for the for here, there's one that doesn't match the others. So I don't know if it went in at one point. I can't remember. You know, I'm so old. You know, um, <laughs> but uh, but um, it probably could have it stand for a good sharpening. But um, but um, aside from that, I mean, it works. So you know, some people don't carry their Microtex every day. They put them in a place and they keep they baby them. them. Yeah. Which you should but, never do. If you're going to, if you're going to spend, if you're going to buy something good and obviously it's going to cost a little bit more, why are you going to leave it locked up somewhere? Wait, I know. Maybe you don't want to lose it. Well, I, and then speaking of, I, lost, I lost my first one. Yeah. That's like a nightmare. When I lost my first one, it felt like I lost a friend. <laughs> I was just oh, like, it would, it would ruin my week if I lost one of mine. I, I was just like, oh, you! I can't freaking believe this. Shh, shh. Yeah, and it that, hurts. That's gotta hurt. That's gotta. Yeah, hurt. And, and, and and yeah, and then when I when I went lost a couple times. One time I went in the wash. It was in the dryer going bang, ba bang, ba bang, ba bang, ba bang, ba bang. <laughs> now a lot of people would start crying about that, but hey, I've done that with bullets. Yeah, the t it's called the tumble test. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I've seen under you know under our warranty. Um, kind of program and, you know, repair program. I, you know, I've seen knives come in for the first time in uh, almost two decades. Um, you know, so that's, that's kind of, you know, that's, it's one of those things It depends on what you're going to use it for, but um, you know, a knife that lasts me 20 years, 
um, I'm happy to, you know, I'm happy to pay a couple hundred dollars for, <laughs> Yeah. Um, you know, it, it, yeah. yeah, it's hard to describe, you know, there's so many choices out there now with knives. Um, but if you want something that, what would say here, you know, you're going to get something that's, uh, 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 oh, you carry a Microtech. Oh, 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 well, you carry a Microtech. You must have money or something. It's like, <laughs> it's like, okay, well, you can buy, you can buy a cheapo knockoff one and the screws will fall out. I've had that happen. And, uh, you know, and eventually it stops working. By the time you get done, you're going to buy just as many if you get one good knife. So you're going to spend yeah. just as much. So, right. Yeah. And uh, I think you, I think you were saying uh, before we got on air, that uh, Peggy also carries one. Yeah, well, yeah, she has, this, she has the little, the micro UMS. One. The micro micro tech. Yeah, this yeah. one here, oh, yeah. this one, this one doesn't get the uh, use like mine does. I mean, this one's open in boxes at work and, and, and doing stuff like that. Even some things I shouldn't be doing with it, but I don't use it as a pry bar. That's one thing I don't do. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, she has one um, she bought. This is also a 2005 model and it's in much better shape, but still, you know, it, buying a decent knife like buying a nice gun because if you need to get rid of it, you can always get your money back out of it. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, that, that's something that's uh, that I've I've noticed. If you, if you buy them, you know, sometimes you know, depending, depending on the model, if you buy, you might do better. You might do yeah, better than sometimes. Sometimes they're you know by the time you sell them, they're worth more. Sometimes they're they're they can stay pretty close um, right. if they're in really good shape. So it's a, it's a strong secondhand buyer market. I mean, I'm yeah. sure I could sell this radial thing without it to somebody without any problem at all. That somebody'd pick it up from me, and probably not much less than what I paid for it when I got this thing. So, yeah. Uh, Simpson Road Larry says, buy once, cry once. <laughs> so there you go. I don't know. I don't know if it, these are in the upper echelons of like knives. If you oh, obviously, Corey, you go to knife shows. I mean, yeah, yeah um, I'd, I, say, I'd say they're up there in terms of like production knives. You know, they're, they're definitely, uh, you know, I've definitely seen cheaper knives. But but again, that's sort of like, you know, it's the same with, with some of my guns, you know. I, I like to make sure that I, I buy quality and do, it doesn't mean that, you know, there's only one brand that does that. Um, but, you know, I always like to, to make sure that I stick with things that have kind of proven themselves to, to be usable and, and take some hard, you know, hard use. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and once again, there's lots of choices you can make some of the stuff of even some of the other, it's more the ones that lots of people like to buy. I've seen some people mention this stuff. They're not all made here either anymore either. So. A lot, of them are, a lot of them are made in other countries, so um, you know, or the parts are made in other countries, and they kind of meld them all together. Yeah, yeah. yeah the microtechs are all made here, correct? They are. Okay. Okay. A hundred percent of the parts, everything. So, um, some of the steel that we have used, um, like M390, which is a really high-end steel, um, it's actually made by a company called Bowler, which is technically it's out of Germany. Um, everything else, um, everything, uh, components, uh, pretty much everything we make actually in house, um, all in the USA. We're actually also transitioning, which kind of goes into the forms a little bit, but, uh, we're transitioning to, uh, some steels, um, some, a couple other steels that are equivalent to like M390 and LMAX, which, you know, which we use and have used in the past, um, that are American made. So, uh, we've transitioned pretty much to entirely, uh, American made, uh, knives. So that's obviously really cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, that I was thinking more of the actual manufacturing process. I mean, oh yeah, I mean, that's one hundred percent done done yeah. here. Yeah, Harry's holsters. Our friend Harry's holster, one of the sponsors yeah. of the Hank Strange situation. Harry says, "Made in North Carolina, right?" Do you do Absolutely. you know Harry, do you know Harry's holsters? I, I do know. I have not uh, met him. 
but, oh, okay. uh, but I know a couple of, a couple of the guys in the, in the shop actually, um, use, use some of the holsters. So oh, cool. um, I, gotta get, I gotta, probably gotta get myself one. Yeah, we can, well, uh, we can, we can, uh, we can get you a discount code. If you use Hank strange, you can get 10% <laughs> off actually. You know, <laughs> and Harrison's right here. He's in the chat. So awesome. Um, yeah, he's a good guy. All right. So here's the thing I was going to ask before I get into other things, because we were talking about this conversation, the whole thing of losing it. I know there's people out there. If you have a really good knife, you spend money on it. You oh. kind of I think I would want to carry it. But the thing that I worry about is losing it. What can we do about that, Corey? You need to solve this <laughs> right oh. now. Uh, how can we stop? How can we stop the lost knife situation? I guess we're gonna have to. We're gonna have to make ourselves like a like a knife leash. Yeah, build a wall. <laughs> <laughs> make yourself a knife, almost like uh, like the uh, the old pocket watches. Yeah. Just uh, clips right to the pants, and uh, you, you know, you start goes flying out of your pocket. It's at least behind you. You might stab yourself with it, but uh, when you when you're running. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, is there anything that we can do other than tethering it? <laughs> I, you know, I, I can't say that. It's the same, you know, like uh, how do we solve uh, people losing their guns, which happens more often well, than you. It happens. It happens. Yeah, it, it does happen. It does happen. <laughs> yeah, I mean, most of the time, surprisingly enough, the knife, it's this thing. Has, I mean, uh, long as, you know, usually if I wear normal, decent pants with a normal pocket, I've never had any issues. Sometimes you get these. <clears throat> These like really lightweight nylon kind of pants and, and and they're slippery as hell anyways and it just they yeah. don't like to stay in. So, so I want to use almost every every microtech I have. I only have one like safe queen set that I have. So well, yeah, if you had a like a limited edition kind of special thing, then yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, if you got one that's this big, it's gonna be tough in your pocket. But you know, I mean, if right. you got one of those oversized ones, but yeah. yeah. Gator bait says uh, implant a tracking device on it. <laughs> I, I need that for my car keys. That's what I do. Fit one inside the, the chassis. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't really think there is much you can do. I don't know if you can have a registry or something so that if you lose your knife and someone finds it, you may get it back. You know, I sure the, hope, I sure hope that person that found my other one appreciated that God. That thing. Yeah. Because <laughs> a lot of people wouldn't a lot. You know, it's, it's a lot of people don't appreciate well, first thing they're scared to. I've been so many people when you, you're you're doing stuff and you're working on, and I pull the knife out, and it's a tool because I can do it with one hand, and I go like this, and everybody stops. They're like, "What the? That's a that's like a switchblade." I'm like, "No, it's it's a knife. It's just a it's a tool. It's not going to bite you. It's just not going. It's like a gun. It's not going to jump out and, and and get you. You know, it's like yeah. When I when I pull mine out to like cut boxes or something like that, sometimes depending on where I am you'll, you'll get people who freak out and they're like, why, you know, why do you need a knife like that? And it's just like, it's just a knife, you know, it's, uh, you know, those people. I can work, I can work with one hand. What if my other hand is doing something else? Well, for example, like a military person, what if your other arm wasn't working? Yeah. And you had to, and you had to use this to defend yourself. I mean, you know, you, at least you can open it and do something, you know, I mean, that's, that's why I see um, it. And let's not discredit the fact that it's just freaking cool. What's wrong with that? <laughs> that's, that's true. There's a, there's definitely a cool factor that is, that is worth, uh, worth worth a little bit. Well, like I said, usually when I'm using it, sometimes this hand's got something I'm holding to trying to cut. So instead of dropping what I'm doing and opening a knife up, and I know you can flick them and you can there's assisted and all that, but this is way fun. Yeah. Way um, fun. So Mike Bryant has a question, and I encourage everyone out there to hit us up with the questions. I'll try to get to them. Oh, um, geez. Okay. Yeah. Are you um, ask that question. 
Yes, I'm going to ask it, but I do encourage everyone to give us real serious questions. <laughs> but Mike Bryan says, does Microtech make knives for safety harbors, firearms, skinny jeans? He needs it really slim. <laughs> now, so. now, 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 my son, who's a lot thinner than myself, um, he has one of the forward forward opening or how we, or the term I don't for the OTF out the front. He's wearing, he's wearing his skinny jeans. See how tiny this one is? It's about yeah, the size yeah. of my finger. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's got one about that size, actually. That He actually, he was over here one day working, uh, doing something with his dog in the backyard, and I think he dropped it. And I don't know if he realized that it was going and just didn't didn't want to say, hey, I lost my microtech. But my wife found it in the backyard. And she should have held it for ransom. But, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Send a hostage photo. Just like whoever found Walter's microtech. Send him an anonymous hostage photo on social media. Please, please treat it well. Don't, 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 don't discard it, and you know, and and be mean to it. Be nice to it. So. Oh, someone wants to know what's the tiny one you just showed, Corey? If you could throw oh, that so up that again, was, uh, Dude, this is the, go, go slower. One. Yeah, let's get it out there. Yeah, that was the one for the skinny jeans. Uh, so this okay. is our UTX uh, seventy. Um, so it is seventy percent of the size of our Ultratech. Okay. So you take an Ultratech. So you can kind of see right. how much smaller it is. Okay. It is a baby. Right. Yeah. But and for, what's what, go ahead, Walter. For carrying in your pocket, you know, it's it's not bad size, really. I mean, you know, it depends what you're doing. They're they're really really small, but they are surprisingly fun to carry just because of how small they are, and and they they come in handy because they're you know they're not bulky, they don't take up a lot of room, um, and just kind of little OTF that's that's the size of my finger. Uh, you know, it's cool. Yeah. 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 So I don't know if that's anything like this one. It, it is. Uh, that actually okay. might be a UTX 70 as yeah. well. That, looks, uh, that one looks, looks about the same size. Yeah, I think it is. Hold on. Let me get my magnifier. Hold on a second. Let me get my, I love this. Uh, I love the magnifying ability. So yeah, Microtech UTX 70 T slash E. Where's your, yeah. where's your spectacles, Hank Strange? <laughs> I don't need no spectacles. <laughs> you need one of those cool, those cool helmets that, uh, like, watchmakers and, and uh, jewelers. <laughs> yeah. He, he, he needs ben Frank, where are your Ben Franklin's at? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Though Cal Gunner gave us five bucks, he says, uh, will Microtech bring back an OTF Cali model? Um, yeah, we actually have. Uh, okay. we, uh, we are currently um, manufacturing those, obviously, in runs. Um, but we have sent um, we have sent quite a few of those actually out to Cali. Oh, okay. They can, um, have, they can have a knife in California. Come on. Yeah. Believe it or not, I think it's got to be under. It's got to be like two inches. Was it? Yeah, it's a little blade. It's like one point nine inches. Um, and that that technically that makes it legal. So we uh, we make a, a UTX. Oh my gosh! Really? you. We make one of these with uh, with a much shorter blade. <laughs> you're gonna have to micro stab if you're like mini <laughs> it's, it's, it's for cutting the tiny boxes in your life yeah wow well okay. as, a, as, a, as a girlfriend one time told me all it takes is a half inch to gut you so believe it or not she said wow. that to me yeah yeah 
Uh, an interesting conversation you were having, Walter. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. So uh, Lewis1911 wants to know where we can purchase them. Where can people buy these things? And do you guys have any kind of, um, while we're on that subject, do you have any kind of discount codes? Is there like military, law enforcement, or so, um, any kind of things you have? Yeah, so we actually have a uh, military and law enforcement program. Um, so we make, let me grab the right ones. Um, so we actually make uh, military uh, law enforcement and first responder specific knives that only they can actually purchase. Um, so this is our RSK. Um, it has got a red front with a black rear scale. Um, and they, they all have Tonto blades. Mm -hmm. And so you can get, this is the LEO version. So it's blue and it says, it actually says LEO on it. Let's see if I can get close enough to. Oh yeah, I see it. See it. So uh, again, and you can get them with your option of, you know, half serrations or non. Um, and then this is actually our military UMS knife. Um, so we actually offer these to uh, basically all military law enforcement and uh, first responder personnel at a uh, pretty hefty discount. So um, obviously if uh, anybody listening falls under that category, um, you guys can actually do one of two things. You can go to our website um, under <clears throat> under our uh, military form and fill out an application and uh, upload credentials. And uh, me or uh, Jason McCoy will get you taken care of. Or you can email us uh, at ccampbell at microtechknives.com and we will uh, we'll get you sorted. Okay, very cool. And a longtime listener, Hank S. I don't know who that is. <laughs> wants to know this no that's me that's me okay uh, can we get you know maybe we can arrange some kind of discount code i don't know Corey. Uh, yeah we'll, we'll have to uh for the uh, other uh, folks out there we'll ask, ask the powers that be yeah no pressure no pressure all right no so pressure. now uh -huh. i just went to the website fix knives yes fix blades that big that big mofo and that in that thing back there i like those big like survival type thick full tang knives what, what do you guys got going on in that realm um so we we have made uh <clears throat> we've kind of discontinued um, a lot of our fixed blades we, we still have some um one of our most recent was the socom alpha which was a, a pretty is a pretty um awesome kind of big fixed blade okay. um, but what we something new we have actually for 2019 is the socom alpha mini um which we uh i don't have one with me because we've only been putting them out of the custom shop um, for the last couple of months, but uh, the the plan hopefully is to uh, bring those into production. Um, so those will be at a much lower price point. Are those on the website? They are not currently. We're actually uh, we're actually about to launch our new website because I'm looking at that that really wild ass Jago Commando. Commando, yeah. That's uh, have you ever seen one of those, Hank? No. Let me see if oh, I can. Oh man. Yeah, basically oh, it's uh, it's like a giant a giant spiral rod. Um, that was actually, uh, from what I from what I understand, was designed for uh, for a military unit. Okay. Wow. Uh, so it was kind of the inspiration behind uh, creating it. Austrian arms, uh, so for the Austrian special forces. It's a yeah. mean. It's a mean looking piece. That would definitely get the job done with one poke. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see. I'm trying to pull it up here. Ooh. <laughs> oh, I like how it kind of like spirals or it's yeah. floating. Oh, yeah. They're, they're, uh, they're uh -huh. and, and especially in the hand, they're they're mean. They're you know they're they're made out of single entire single pieces of uh, titanium, and oh, they're, like uh, they're yeah they're they're not something to mess with. They are they're a they're a big big mean green yeah. machine. <laughs> That's a bad mama jama right there. Okay, mean poking hole machine. And it looks like you can store stuff in the uh, in the hilt. You can open. Yes, it. you can. 
Okay. So yeah, that, that, the, the, the back of that particular knife unscrews and you can, you can put whatever, you know, whatever will fit in there. Um, okay. I've never tried, okay. never tried to stick anything in there, but you know, definitely if, you know, if it's something that's on like a survival ish kind of kit, you know, matches and, you know, some stuff like that for sure will fit there. Okay. Very cool. Uh, let me see. We've got a question from David Cardinal. Cardinal. He says, how strong is the lockup in the extended position? Um, let's see. Let's grab. So these have no play whatsoever once they're locked up. Um, once they're out, I'll okay. grab another one. So you don't think, so you don't think it's a fluke. So um, yeah, there's nothing there. So um, obviously with uh, these particular OTFs, um, they actually have what would kind of be described as a safety feature. So, um, if I, you know, just pretend I were to accidentally deploy this into an object or, you know, your leg or, you know, on accident or something like that, which it's pretty hard to do, but if you somehow manage to do it, the blade will actually come off its track. So it won't fully deploy. Um, so okay. then, you know, you, you lock it back out, but it's, once you lock it out, it's, it's solid. We've, um, we actually have some videos on our Instagram, um, of Jason McCoy who, uh, puts them through, um, like we were talking about off air. Um, puts them through some, we put them through car, car hoods, um, put them through steel trash cans. Uh, uh, we actually even hammered one on our, on our Instagram into a concrete and it still worked. Didn't break. Okay. Um, okay, cool. Hammered it probably a good, you know, good two inches into the, into the concrete and it stuck. Oh, so, really? All right. Yes, yeah, so they are. I mean, they're, they're built, to, they're built to take a beating. Obviously I wouldn't recommend hammering them into concrete, but <laughs> that won't work on the warranty thing probably. Either. Yeah. That, that, I don't, guess don't give us ideas. <laughs> <laughs> we can torture test that for you. So, okay. Very cool. Let me see. I'm trying to see if there's any other questions there, Walter. I don't know if you had, um, the, the, I was, like I said, I was on the website and I saw the fixed blade part. Yeah. So. so why did you guys go away? Why are you guys going away from fixed blades? Um, it, it's, I don't, I wouldn't say, um, necessarily that we're, we're going away from fixed blades. Obviously we, you know, we've got some, you know, some models coming out this year, um, like the Socom Alpha Mini. Um, I just think that for sure with a lot of our OTFs, that's really kind of what sets us apart. That's what's most popular. Um, and so at least for the last little bit, we have been spending just a lot of time really focusing on, on those particular models. Um, okay. you know, we obviously do a thing, um, you know, we, we definitely will, you know, sometimes bring models back and put them back into circulation. So, uh, nothing, nothing ever technically, you know, is dead. There's always, always the, you know, hope. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, and I think along those lines, Harry's holsters wants to know when are the beard combs coming back? You guys have beard combs? Yeah, yeah we do. We actually, um, so, uh, that is, that's sort of a, um, I guess a collaboration with Jason McCoy. Um, he's, uh, got this beautiful, beautiful beard that I'm trying to catch up to, but <laughs> yeah, you doing well. can't tell. It doesn't really uh, do a whole lot. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so basically it's the, uh, it's the size. Um, it's uh, the size of a UTX 85, like this one. Mm -hmm. um, but it has a, has a metal actual beard comb, comes with beard oil. Um, it's a pretty neat little. That's cool. Little comb. So yeah. we actually have, we have been making more of those. Um, more of those just came through. Uh, okay through QC, uh, I believe the other day. So, so those are going out to dealers. Oh, right. And what, what's the price on those? What's the, uh, um, on the beard cones, I think they're coming in at around, um, they're about three twenty-five, if I'm not mistaken. Um, okay. Yeah. But uh, I mean, the, you know, the same thing They're they're super solid. I don't know. I don't know who hard uses a comb, but I can promise you that's the hardest. That's the most, you know, that's yeah. the hardest. Yeah. Can you imagine some guy going, 
I will comb you to death. <laughs> Don't make me comb you to death, dude. That's a, that's a slow death from what I hear. <laughs> slow kind of death. Yeah, Walter, did you have a did you have a question or something? Oh, uh, uh, combs? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, actually. Uh yeah. but uh yeah. Yeah. Wait, okay, so let's wait, see. Put a blade on the back side of the comb. So you know you can do a little comb and then wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. You might want to be careful when you're going. Yeah, yeah, I know. Okay. You know, your downstroke or something. (laughs) Yeah. Just a big slice of meat comes off your head. Careful what you're combing. Careful what you're combing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Go ahead. Nope. Nope. I'm good. I'm. I'm. I actually. I'm looking at the website right now, just browsing that real quick. Okay. Um, so let's see. We got another question here. Who comes up with uh, the comb designs after? So many years in business. I guess that's if I read that correctly. Comb designs? Yeah, uh, not comb design. Why am I saying that? Who comes who comes up with the design? Sorry. Yeah. I'm thinking combs. I'm thinking combs. I'm dyslexic. uh, Yeah, there's there's a couple people. Obviously, uh Anthony. Anthony still is very, very, very active. Um, he does a lot of a lot of the designing. Um, I know with uh one of his sons, uh Sean Marfion, um works at microtech he had he's designed a couple of knives so the our warhound folder um, which currently still comes out of our custom shop as well as just some of our warncliffe blade designs which are basically you know as a not knife guy the way i would describe it is this blade just turned around um kind of reversed oh i like the finish on what is that What's that's that actually a dlc oh okay yeah and then uh, this is actually a carbon fiber oh nice chassis with uh, blue titanium hardware so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This one is, uh, this is actually one of my personal ones that I carry and, uh, beat the, you know, beat the crap out of. And the DLC is actually awesome. It, uh, it takes a lot to show wear on that. I've, I've done some, some pretty crazy cutting with it. Um, that does not it still looks brand new. So, which again, goes back to the guys who want to carry, you know, carry their nice knives that, uh, DLC is a, is a good way to go. Okay. Very mm-hmm. cool. Let me get this one question in master Sergeant Poppy USAF says, does the uh, military thing include retirees? Um, yeah, if you, if you want to, uh, if you want to shoot me an email, um, I can definitely make that happen. Yeah. So uh, you want to give us that email again? Yeah. So it is uh, C Campbell and Campbell. I didn't even tell you at first because like the soup. So C-A-M-P-B-E-L-L at microtechknives.com. Okay. Um, and David Cardinal wants to know if you offer sharpening on the Jag- Giacomodo, <laughs> Jacko Commando, um, Jacko Commando. From what I understand, not typically, only because it's not, it was not designed as a cutting knife. Um, it was designed strictly as a stabbing kind of tool. Um, so even though the, the, the edges are, you know, I'd, I'd consider them sharp, they're not like razor sharp. Um, so typically we, I've not, I've not seen any of those personally that have ever been sharpened okay all right there you go so let's see here um okay if i don't know if there's any other uh any other questions that we can get into here what knives did you what knives do you have to show us i'm guessing you have some new things that are coming out i do i've got um i've got a bunch of our new stuff that's like just released this week um this week and last week so okay uh, these are some of our some of our folders um this is our socom elite um, we've got a couple different colors in these. So the tan and the OD green that we have, um, they both just came out the last couple weeks. Um, and we make these in both a manual 
as well as uh, this automatic right here. So it's got the little button. Um, and so these are, I mean, these are kind of the staple, in my opinion, the staple for our folding knives. Um, they're, I've got, I've got a couple and they're sort of the knife that I would want to have if I, you know, don't want anything to go wrong and I want to, I want to hard use it. Um, same thing, black, these right here, got the awesome little satin. I don't know if you pick it up, but the satin finish on that's mm -hmm. gorgeous. Um, and yeah. the actions on these are, they're so, so smooth. Yeah. Um, so that, that's awesome. Um, then, like I said, so something that we have, uh, we have been producing is also the cipher. Um, so you might, you know, not going to drop any names, but you might be seeing a cipher S knife in upcoming movies. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, okay. But, uh, it's got some, uh, John Wick kind of, three. Yeah. <laughs> got some, uh, it's kind of, I said that I said that. No. Yeah. Yeah. Hank said that. Um, yeah, so I like that all around serrated. It's like a chainsaw. Oh yeah. These are, I'll be honest. When I, when I first started, um, I'm a huge fan of just the, the smooth, you know, kind of standard, um, blades without any serrations. Um, and a lot of the guys made fun of me cause they all have serrations and I've kind of grown to like them because of just how absolutely insanely sharp they are. Um, they make short work out of basically everything. Including, um, including your fingers. Um, yes. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I daily probably put band-aids on because I'm you know, <laughs> playing knives for a living now. And, uh, sometimes it'll get, you know, get a little crazy, but, uh, obviously, um, I saw Lola, on, um, I don't, I think it was on her Instagram. Um, she posted the, the new zombie tech and I actually was able to get, Ooh, uh, yeah. get one of these. So these actually were one of the first kind of, um, themed knives that we made and they were just absolute stellar kind of sellers so we have yeah i like that zombie green yeah someone yeah. actually um uh, brian wyatt was just asking anything in zombie green i like how that's got the blood splatter on it yeah it's actually it's it's awesome it uh it's a cool it's this is definitely your your october carry mm. for halloween yeah and then it has a nice little blood vein in it or whatever you call that um yeah blood blood groove a fuller i've, yeah. I've kind of heard i've heard a couple of things but uh so this is obviously new these just came out um kind of through the facility, you know, today and yesterday. So these are, these are hitting dealers, obviously very, very, very soon. Yeah. Um, I call dibs. I call dibs. Yeah. <laughs> That's the one you want, right? If you're gonna go um, then uh, this yeah, is actually, that way I know like zombie green, <laughs> zombie green. <laughs> so obviously, you know, I showed you the, uh, the combat Trodon. Um, we actually make That's just cool. a standard Trodon, which is in, in that really nice blue, mm -hmm. um, which is sort of like a mini version of that. Um, and these are, also kind of one of my favorites it's uh it's smaller uh fits in the pocket really well and um, i like the design of this a lot it's definitely my probably one of my favorite knives we make okay very cool yeah i mean i, mean, I think i don't know where you're at with this walter i kind of uh, i do like i've always liked serrations right mm -hmm. but my friends that are knife friends they always tell me no no serrations you um, can't you can't sharpen that yourself i i like i like to have i like to have blade on one side serrations on the back Okay. Oh, why? I mean, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why is that Walter? Well, I mean, cause sometimes, well, I don't know. I mean, it's hard. The serrations, like I said, really, really sharp. If they're sharp they're they do business really quick. Sometimes, <laughs> like you said, you accidentally, you, but, and, and, and to get cut your, 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 your paws with serrations is a nasty cut too. It's mm -hmm. not a, all cuts are nasty, but serration cuts are really a 
they seem to be a little more, a lot more aggressive in their nature. So, uh, um, but you know, I don't, I guess there's some, there's sometimes, I guess you can use the serrated edge and then sometimes, you know, flat edge. I, yeah. Uh, Michael Willis says serrations are the way to go. <laughs> uh, there you go. Yeah. Um, Willis. Yeah. Um, and then let's see. Rob D. New York Outcast says, wish the ones that can afford this stuff would spend it in the fight for our rights and said, I respect that much more. Um, OK, I, you know, I, I, I understand where you're coming from there. I think that um, I, I, you know, I don't fully see the correlation there with that. I think people should have should support the Second Amendment, get out there and fight for the Second Amendment. At the same time, you know, human beings have to do something. <laughs> you know, you, you have to do something, have things or whatever. Everybody so. has their um, their. Uh, let's see. What do we want to say? You know, some people like to have the, the newest cell phone. Some people got to have the shiny wheels on their car. Yeah. Um, if yeah people have, people have to have their vices. But I think also yeah, tools. Yeah, yeah. I'm not against spending um, like good money on tools if it's worth it, I think. That's what we need to realize. I think people look at that the same way they do with guns and lots of other things. And then let's be honest, like that knife that you carry, like an EDC, if we, if we were talking about EDC, you know, you carry your gun, you carry your light, you know, you should always have a knife on you. Oh, you know, you're going to just so everybody knows I found my old light. Oh, congratulations to you, Walter. <laughs> the you one, found that, it. The one that you gave me that went missing. Yes. Where was it, Walter? It was in the Suburban. Okay, it fell and, in a seat. And the guy that the person who does my uh cleans my car and uh, he got all finished and I go to move it and I look down the center and there's the light sitting. I have found many a lost thing in the car. Yeah. <laughs> many yeah. a lost thing. I have a feeling that it fell out of my pocket as a matter of fact. So um yeah. Which this doesn't do that in the suburban, but the the freaking old light pops right out, so. Yeah. I mean, listen, I'm not trying to <clears throat> I'm not trying to glance over uh, well, it all depends on what you can swing. If you can't swing it, you can't swing it. Well, yeah, this is what I was saying to Rob because he says, "I wish you would, Hank. Rights are more important than stuff." Totally agree with that. I, I think I, I totally I, agree it, with that. If you're, if you, and also if you're the kind of person that loses a knife every other week, then you definitely don't want to be losing your microtech. Okay, um, you, you well, want to get something that's expendable. It's a, you know, so yeah. Well, let's okay. So I'm trying to address what Rob is saying here. Yeah. You know, I think that the rights are very important. We want to fight for the rights. Even we had that discussion here, even with knives, for example. So, for example, if people when they get rid of guns, they're going to come after knives. In lots of cases, they're going for these things at the same time. So I I agree with you on that. What what I'm trying to say is, uh, for example, here on the show, we spend a lot of time and a lot of money fighting for Second Amendment rights. That's why I do this like Monday to Friday, yeah. five times a week. Um, you know, I'm here. Actually, it's incredibly expensive to do this, to rent the space, pay for the internet, electricity, all the overhead that goes into it. I could buy a lot of knives and, and lots of <laughs> other cool stuff. Yeah. I do it. Walter shows up here a lot. He runs a business. Yeah. He spends time doing it. Um, same thing with Corey. We're not like, you know, Corey and... and um, Microtech coming on here. There's lots of companies out there that do fight for the rights. People buy stuff from them and then they fight for it. I would agree that there's companies who maybe don't care, don't fight for it. They're not concerned with these kinds of things. Um, I, I think at the same time, human beings have things. What we're trying to do here is we have an opportunity to talk to Microtech 
you know, why not? Yeah, well, when, like I said, find out about some stuff. Everybody doesn't see certain, you know, like I said, some people look at knives and they go, oh, okay, knife. I can do that with that $5 knife. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Well, you know, on the other hand, they might have, they might have on a $500 pair of shoes. So, just uh, yeah, I mean, you know, obviously rights are definitely more important than stuff, but at the same time, um, you know, I get, you know, my, you know, purchasing of guns and, and knives and certain things, you know, that's at the same time, that's me exercising, you know, yeah. my rights. And, you know, if we don't have people doing that, then that's where, you know, that's where you get into trouble. Yeah. You know, you don't, you don't have to spend the money on it if you don't want to. And that's what's nice about it. If you, yeah. if you have choices, you have choices. That's the best and, you do it. and you know what? Like like that guns and like everything else. There's there's people making them. There's people selling the material to make them. There's there's you know all the people that trickle down. You know, and so yeah, it is. You know, keeps yeah. people working. Keeps people busy, man. That's what what it's all about. Yeah, absolutely. And I think um, you know, listen. First of all, I think there's something to be said for we get a little preachy or whatever. You know. But what we're trying to do here is showcase people. We have an opportunity to, to showcase something. And so that's what we're up to here. I understand, you know, there may be, I don't know, whatever grumblings about it out there. I think we, we spend a lot of time doing that. I think there are companies that do it. There's companies that don't do it. So, but, you know, we're, we're living in a capitalist society. You know, we need we need money to to fight for these things, you know, so and there has to be this exchange. People have to buy these things. We have to put it out there. People have to realize, oh, wait, this thing is cool. How come I can't have it where I live? Oh, you can't have it because of this. All of these things need to happen. Um, you know, so that's what we're up to. Like, I I, I don't know if there's uh, folks out there that would like to have like a particular Second Amendment conversation. <laughs> which we could totally do if you want to do it. But we, we do believe in the second amendment. We're trying to, we're trying to fight for that all the time. We're trying to wake up people out there and, and get them aware of what's going on. So, um, you know, so, okay. Rob's saying that I'm not trying to start crap, but to an average worker like me, price matters. Well, yeah, it does. Yeah. Yeah. I understand yeah, that. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I, no I don't I, I'm not going to argue that at all. But look, so when it comes to things and people buying things, I think there's people that have like unlimited amounts of money and they could buy anything. But for most of us, most of us who live in the middle, there's certain things. And what I'm saying, like, you know, like average types of people, there's certain things that we would spend good money on if that thing is of good quality. Right. And there's certain other things we don't care about. And that goes for all things. So let's say like if we talk about cars, for example, there's people that don't give a crap about a car. Nope. So all they care about is, hey, can I get in this car and drive from one place to the other? I don't care what color it is, how many horsepower it has, what it looks like. And then there's people on the other side of the scale that they really, really like cars and they care about those kinds of things. And then they would spend their money on that, but not other things necessarily. So, you know, I think that's the the uh, <laughs> that's the the uh, position that we're in. I see Richard Hughes is saying Audi R8 driving right in the middle. But that's exactly what I'm talking about. If you actually know me, I'm the kind of person I care. So the things I care about, I spend a lot of money on guns, oh, yeah. cars, guns. stuff like that. Yeah. Clothes. I don't buy too often. You know, I, I don't buy like shoes too often. There's a whole bunch of other things I don't do. And then I put my money into the things that I like because that gives me enjoyment. Those particular things. I don't spend a lot of money on crack. 
you know, don't spend a lot of money on that. Don't uh, spend a lot of money on uh, cocaine hookers yeah. <laughs> and all those other things out there that people could do low on, low on the list. Yeah. And they could spend their money on. But the things that I really enjoy, I believe, hey, get out there and spend your money on it. And I think all people are like that, regardless of where they're at uh, with income and stuff like that. So I'm not I'm not trying to I'm not trying to come down on anyone and I'm not trying to like live above anyone either. I think I've seen all different kinds of life. But if you're a human being and you like things, you'll you'll spend money on those things. And I think as you get older, you start to find out that those things that you spend a little bit more money on, regardless of what it is, if it's clothing, you know, if it's knives, if it's guns and things like that, you you're doing it because you realize, hey, this thing has a better quality when I spend money on it versus the cheap things. I think that goes for guns. I think that goes for knives as well. I mean, you know, we all have kind of, you know, passions. So, you know, sometimes it's knives, sometimes it's guns. I mean, obviously I'm, I'm a huge, you know, gun person. And, uh, so, you know, that's where, uh, that's what I enjoy. That's what gives me kind of a lot of enjoyment. I look forward to doing some of that stuff. So that's where a lot of my money goes. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, some people that's knives, you know, like you said, some people that's cars. Um, so yeah. you know, we all have our kind of different things that we, we kind of, yeah. And, I, and at the same time, like I'll, I'll say it again, I'm not, you know, um, I, I'm not trying I'm not trying to defend anything, but I think we were talking about this earlier. There's ways if you think these things are good quality, there's different ways of getting into it. I could tell you, like the 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 knives that I have here, they belong to Patrick. Um, Patrick is a perfect example of what yeah. I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. He believes in saving money. <laughs> you know, but he will hunt down a deal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hunt down a deal. You know, that's the, the guy that gets handguards from Russia for his AK. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. But, you know, that's the that's the thing about as a matter of fact, like, for example, with these knives, I know Patrick was talking to me about this today. He found someone that's willing to barter for a microtech. And he's like, Hank, you know, do you hey. have this guy's willing to barter? You know, if you've got some stuff that you don't need, some gun parts and things like that, you know, this guy's open to barter. You can get that's yeah, what I'm trying to say to you. If you want to do this, um, I think and I'm not speaking directly to Rob or anything like that. I'm talking to anyone out there. If there's something you want in life and you think it's not attainable, you can do it. There's well, that, goes, that the goes for guns. That goes for cars. That goes for there's people who get build stuff and cars and just from swapping and trading and stuff. <laughs> You know, yeah, I yeah. mean, you can. It, it, there's people that built do amazing things by just trading and swapping and and and, and finding stuff and yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and not everybody's good at that either, but you know, that's one way to go about it. For yeah. Sure. But if you really think that something is cool and you want to get your hands on it, I think that you know there are ways that you can you can do that. What What do you think about this, Corey? I don't know. No, I mean, yeah, like I said, the, the secondhand market, um, you know, I see it a lot on, you know, on the Facebook forums are huge. I'm sure there are other places that do it. That's kind of some of the stuff I monitor with my job, but mm -hmm. um, and I'm super, super active on the the Facebook forums. So obviously, you know, people can always, always find me and, uh, <clears throat> you know, have questions. You can always reach out, but um, I, you know, I see it all the time. People will trade almost anything <laughs> for a microtech. They'll trade a microtech for almost anything, you know, vice versa. Um, so there, I mean, there, there's a ton of ways, you know, obviously on the mill gov side, if you're, you know, if you're in following any of those positions, that's, that's one way to get into it a little bit cheaper. Um, but you know, there, there's a lot of ways, you know, you can definitely get creative with, uh, with getting some of these. What good, what are good forums out there for people to go to? 
Um, the ones that I know, obviously, uh, on Facebook, um, they're actually, there's a, there's a couple that's microtech buy, sell trade. Um, and then there's a couple of sub sub microtech groups under that, that kind of have similar names, um, that, you know, they've, they've got, you know, tens of thousands of, you know, members in them. And it's just literally day in and day out, seven days a week. They're, they're, uh, you know, asking questions to that, to that community. They're, um, they're trying to trade, they're trying to trade knives, you know, buy and sell. Um, it's, it's an incredibly active place. Mm-hmm. So if you're looking for something that would be, if, if you're looking for something, uh, you know, and you're in that market where you're trying to buy used, then definitely that's, that's a good place to look. All right, so speaking of all that good stuff, <clears throat> the phone's going off here. And the reason the phone's going off is because somebody's offering me a, a micro deck for trade. Okay. So, um, very cool. Walter, which can we do I mean, I don't want you to give away your sources, but what microtech are we talking about here? <laughs> well, I mean, we get the picture of it up here again. Okay. Here. Yeah, um, I'm speakerphone. I'm a negotiator. Yeah. 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 Okay, here we go. Hold on. Let me lock it in. And how do you tell if... If it's real? Yeah. What's the... I know there's a part of the webpage <laughs> that talks about that, but... Yeah, there, I mean, there's a, there's a couple of different things. You would look at them, and it, and it kind of varies between models. Um but obviously, you know, there, there's kind of the, the images on like, so that looks like a UTX 70. So like the, you know, the images, a long, a long handle and it looks like a long handle and a short blade. Is that, is yeah. that? So the, uh, like the, it's right here. So the images, um, on the, the chassis, you know, they're, you know, you can tell sometimes that they're fake, if they're not really clear, if they're not centered, mm. um, you know, sometimes the screws, you know, it, it can, get, can get pretty deep, but sometimes the screws that we use don't match up with the year of the knife. Oh, okay. uh, Okay. Obviously, there, there's little telltales, you know, obviously on the uh, the halo that I had out right here, thing shoots out like crazy. Um, on the actual um, charging handle, um, there's actually specific, you know, specific spacing oh. for, you know. Some oh, of so what's going on here with this thing? This thing unfolded from both. Uh, yeah, so this is, this is actually what would be, uh, you know, obviously the, you know, like the the other knives, the other OTFs that we've shown are not technically considered switch blades. Um, this is one that would be because it has a single button. Um, if I were to deploy this into something sort of in that same conversation we had earlier, um, this one is not stopping. Let's put it that way. Oh, oh, oh I want that one. Yeah, oh, this okay. is, uh, this is, uh, these are, these are obviously super popular. Um, so these are single action. So there, you know, there's no, um, obviously there's no play in them whatsoever. Um, but to recharge them, you hold the button down. And you actually have to recharge the handle. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, interesting. these are uh, these are some some pretty epic. Yeah. This, is a, this is a serious knife that right here. A, that has a ballistic feel to it. Um. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thankfully, I mean, obviously, thankfully, the uh, the blade doesn't accidentally shoot out on you. Yeah, yeah. it stays in place. Yeah. So here's <laughs> here's the thing. Like uh, Rob says, he he doesn't have any hard feelings or anything like that, yeah. which I understand. I'm trying to get people to understand what we're doing here. We talk a lot about the Second Amendment, but basically this is a platform where I take my time. Lots of other people take their time. Um, I don't I don't pay anyone to come on here and no one pays us to come on here. I definitely don't pay Walter. (laughs) You know, although Walter does support like Walter actually puts money into this place to keep it running. So everyone knows that. But, you know, Corey's taking two hours out of his day to explain 
to um, give us some insight into these knives. I think it's very valuable. And then we get to leave this two hours up on the internet for folks who are interested in this to come along later and have reference things or get ideas of what's going on here, as well as I'm learning, uh, you know, I'm learning about something. So that's why I'm trying to explain it to you guys and just say that, you know, I'm aware of the fact that some people have like uh, price point uh, entry issues with this. And that's why we're trying to talk yeah, you know, on that subject, like, how do you get into it if you've well, got you those know, one issues? thing too, it, it, even if uh, this is kind of, even if you can't afford something, that doesn't mean you can't want to have want it. Still, I mean, have a have a have a goal, have a something, you know, have a have a, you know, you you, you don't want to just be satisfied with a oh, that plastic Chinese knife. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> I want the Microtech. What do I got to do to get the Microtech? What do I got to do? You know, so yeah, and I think. I think it's, it's, like, you know, it's like cars too. You know, who settles for, you know, Hey, you got, an, you got, you got this R8 thing. What would, there's, there's other ones you could probably like a, a Bugatti. We'll take a Bugatti for your trade. Your, <laughs> yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah. There's always, something bigger. there's always something bigger and better. You know I mean? Come on. Here's what I think. Here's what I think about a lot of things. Like, you know, um, like for example, my car is incredibly expensive. Um, and the person who pays for that is Lola. So just <laughs> so that, you know, yeah. You still have no, I don't. Oh. No. no, I have a I have an Audi R8, but it's it's obviously like a source of contention for some people. All of anything that I make from what I from what I do um, on wow. on the social media side of of this thing, all of that goes back into it. Um, and Lola, you know, obviously that's my wife. We've been married for like twenty something years and all that kind of stuff. She likes to see me have nice things. And one of the things that she knows is I like cars and I spend a lot of money flipping through, going through different cars, you know? And I think the whole the whole issue there is I came to the realization that you can go through all of these cars because you're not really finding what you're looking for. But if you find something that's worth it, it may be, it may be difficult, may be very expensive, for you, but you, you, you feel that sense of enjoyment of it. And I, and I totally appreciate it with that. I know everyone can't do that, but at the same time, Hey, I put a lot of my time, energy, uh, time away from my family money and all that kind of stuff back into what I do here. So, you know, uh, Harry's holster says he's ready to see me in a phantom. So, you know, and then Rob D New York outcast says, does Lola have a sister? What you don't realize, Rob, I think it's the same thing that I'm trying to say here. I met Lola when she was in college and I was working. So when she went through college, <laughs> I actually worked and paid all the bills and supported her. So that's how that thing kind of works. <laughs> Even now. Yeah. Even now. Yeah, that's a pretty deep investment that we make in each other that goes back and forward. And that's the thing that I'm trying to that I'm trying to say to people about all of this. So you know, okay, all right. Now let's go back to some knives. <laughs> should I get it? Should I get it? <laughs> well, okay. So, so what does that person want for that knife? I don't know yet. We haven't we haven't talked about. Oh, it. You guys are negotiate. Uh, is that someone that's watching the show, or that's just that's coming? That's actually up? a friend of um, my machinist, Chris. Oh, okay, cool. What we what did you want to say, Corey? I know I cut you oh, off. Yeah, no, I was gonna say. You know, you were talking about the. So obviously, um, at least you know when I've gone to knife shows and things like that. Um, there has definitely been some confusion with, uh, I'm not sure if um, Walter's heard it, but obviously Microtech and then Micro, uh, Marfion Customs. So okay. uh, Marfion Customs is actually, a, I, guess, I guess that we would call it a subdivision of Microtech and it's actually our custom shop. Um, so even though we do have the production side of everything, we do um, on the other end have the, you know, the elite, the extremely, cra you know, crafted, the, 
the very high end kind of knives. Um, right. So I, did, I was able to bring a couple of those. Um, oh, sweet. Okay. Yeah, so this, this is actually uh, a UTX 70. Um, I like those bolts on there. <laughs> oh yeah. So blue titanium hardware. And this one has a mirror polished. <laughs> Holy crap. Spartan blade. So you see it's uh so we, we call that the Spartan blade. It kind of comes to a point like an arrowhead. Um, mm -hmm. You can, I mean, you can see, you can almost see yourself. Wow. Uh, yeah, I can, I can see that. my reflection. Yeah. <laughs> I can, I can. <laughs> yeah. So these are, uh, these are obviously super popular. We just had a, a big run of these come through. So uh, these are, you know, some of these are going to be hitting dealers. Um, another special one that I brought is actually a, uh, a cipher. So smooth body um, cipher with copper sort of C copper ringed hardware. Uh, this one is one of my favorites. So this also has a mirror polished blade. Wow. That's um, yeah. So I have, I mean, honestly, I've seen a lot of mirror polishing and this has been some of the kind of just most flawless uh, mirror polishing I've ever seen it. It really adds a pretty significant touch. I mean, you can see this is a sleek, yeah. a sleek little knife. Um, the actions on these are insanely smooth. You've got the, you know, the copper accents on the, the button. Um, so, you know, no detail, no detail at all is left, left on, you know, untouched. So these, so these are from the custom side of the business, wow. right? So yes, what, uh, you know, I hate to get into this yeah. one more time, but what are we looking at price-wise with um, this on the custom so, side? Um, so we'll, we'll go from, from least expensive to, to most expensive. So something like this little Spartan, it's going to run you around $800. Okay. Um, Obviously, you know, there's definitely a lot of extra work that goes into these in terms of the polishing, you know, you know, hours and hours and mm -hmm. um, the, the different grinding patterns on these. The uh, cipher, this particular cipher is going to run you about $1,500. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, the prices on these will vary a little bit just depending on like the, the, the blade finish, the, the actual, um, the hardware and, you know, in the, uh, the knives themselves, you know, some, some materials are more expensive than others. Um, and this is actually, so this is a really special one. Um, so this is what our customs come in. If you ever buy a Marfion custom, okay. so really, really high end, um, nice box custom cases. Um, and this, so when you open it up, Walter, I, I hope you're taking notes here. Cause this is what I they want. Come with, uh, <laughs> the microfiber and the microfiber cloths uh -huh. and they actually will come in. They will come in this patch a pouch right here. Now, before I show you that, all of our customs that actually come out of the custom shop come with um, metal um, certificates of authenticity. So there is that. Um, wow. And so so even is, if you get the $100, the $800 one, excuse me, you're yeah, still getting comes, all this. Okay. Yep, you're still getting all this. So comes in this really cool pouch. It actually has a little dagger, a little dagger that can come out. Um, it's metal okay. uh, Velcro in there. Okay. Um, and it's in its own little pouch. Now, uh, this is a custom Ultratech that has wow. a stainless body and Adelone um, inlays in the blade or in the uh, chassis. Okay, and nice. And actually, that little <laughs> button right there is a, it's like a butterfly Damascus. Wow. Okay. And so this one, you'll also see, has Jeez. <laughs> is uh, inlaid. The blade is also inlaid with Adelone. So... Um, these are some of the more high-end um, knives. This particular one um, is going to go for about three to four thousand dollars. Okay, um, yeah, and that's so. and, and that's the high end for you guys. And I'll, and I'll tell you guys this: I have this conversation all the time because I'm talking to lots of different people, like gun guys, knife guys, and all that. 
Um, I have a friend of mine that works um, for Cabot Guns, for example. Yeah. He does. He's a he's a competitive shooter for Cabot Guns. So Cabot makes 1911s, and I think their like their entry level guns used to be five, six, seven thousand dollars. I think now they're doing some like thirty five hundred dollar. Uh, uh, 1911s, and then they have like a shot show. You'll see a two and a half million dollar set that came from Moon they Dust. Had, they had uh, that four that four that four and a half million dollar set that was the meteorite. Yeah, the entire gun was made out of meteorite. As epic. Yeah, so I was talking to my friend about all of this of people talking about the prices, and he was like, "Listen, I'm a competitive shooter. I have 22 rifles that cost ten thousand dollars." You know, so there's always a scale. And I think it's the same thing with knives. I've spoken to knife people and I've been looking at some really nice knives. And I'm like, how much does this knife cost? You know, and he's like, yeah, man, I, you know, I could hook you up. I got a really good deal on it. I get that for you for like seven grand. Thousands <laughs> of dollars. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I, you know, I run, um, in yeah. I run exclusively like all Terran, um, Terran tactical stuff. Mm -hmm. I mean, and, you know, my Terran rifle, the way it's set up, my Terran rifle is almost $5,000. So, um, yeah. Yeah. You know, it, it definitely, you know, to get the, the right stuff. So, you know, sometimes if you want to, if you want to play in some of those, some of those, you know, sandboxes, um, yeah. unfortunately, sometimes you have to spend the money on yeah. it. To, to There's scales on. of these things. And when you look at like something that's a couple of hundred and then it's not to say that those things aren't worth it, but maybe these are the kind of things that, you know, your wife gets you on an anniversary or birthday or, you oh, know, yeah. things like well, that. that. You got to remember something. Some people, $5,000 is is chump change. Yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah. it may not be for me or you or whoever, but five grand is like, sure. You know, I got it. I'm, I'm making a million and a half a week. So what's five grand. Yeah. It depends on who you're talking to. I remember that whole 1911 thing. I was telling that um, story. I was uh, where was I? Okay. Steven Seagal. I went to this barbecue one time in Arizona <laughs> and Steven Seagal was there and there was a 1911 guy that I was talking to. And, and I didn't realize it, but this guy actually makes 19, custom 1911s and uh, Steven Seagal buys 1911s from him. And I was talking to him about Cabot guns and he was like, oh, those are cheap. <laughs> I was like, what do, you, what, what do you mean they're cheap, dude? What are you saying? He's like, listen, if you want a 1911 from me, first of all, forget about how much money you have. I have to like you for you to even get one of these things. Yeah, I was one. like, oh. I was like, okay. And he was like, yeah, and my entry 1911s cost like 45 grand. <laughs> yeah. You know, a lot of, uh, a lot of people think, uh, and it's, it doesn't take anything away from them because they're absolutely, you know, they're fantastic, but like, you know, Nighthawk and Wilson, a lot mm -hmm. of people kind of consider those custom 1911s and they're not, you know, they're, right. they fall more in the, the semi-custom, you know, I, I remember, I don't even think they're still in business, but like vocal precision and, um, you know, some of those guys, you know, they're, they're, pure custom 1911s you know they start at you know eight nine ten thousand dollars yeah. and just kind of go up from you know that's like getting the the basic basic model you know you actually want to kind of bling it up and, and you get it gets a little crazy mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. well when you go to shot show go over to the parazzi uh shotgun boom. yeah oh hey. those those are the italian um yeah taking a look at parazzi's bespoke, bespoke shotgun and, and they, had, they had a, a lot of them are a lot of them are more than most people's houses so yeah you know they had a, a like a ridiculous booth last year <laughs> they always yeah. have ridiculous booth. i yeah. always just walk by because you know in shot show that they always have like the really beautiful girls playing violins or something uh -huh. like that going on over there. And I just walk by, I don't even like, you know, I, I you know, you have to be careful. You don't want to smell the same air. 
as the million dollar shotguns. <laughs> he might get arrested or something like that. But I'll charge you for it. Yeah. I think the most expensive guns I ever held is I went to Standard Manufacturing in Connecticut um, and they make bespoke they make bespoke guns like heirloom guns. Yeah. And they had these uh, two shotguns that I think belonged to the queen or something like that. Lola remember like Queen Elizabeth or whatever. And these two shotguns were about five million dollars. Yeah, I don't care. I don't. Yeah. Well, yeah, it don't make it just because the queen touched it. Don't make it worth five million dollars. Sorry. Yeah. No, it's not because of that. It's not because of that. It's because of when how old that gun is and all the work that went into it, the wood, the the scroll work that's on the gun and all that kind of stuff, how long it's it's been out there. Some of those some of those guns are so expensive that when the people who own them die, the family members are afraid to even keep them because they don't know how to maintain them and stuff like that. You know, and and that's what they were telling me. So there's always scales. I under, like that's what I'm trying to say. There's there's scales of this stuff. So um I get it. Yeah. So let's see. Someone was someone was asking if you guys have a show. I think it's Jafari H says, does Microtech have a show, uh, a showroom somewhere? Um, no. Uh, I mean, you know, we, we are uh, we, you know, we've got some different you know facilities um, that hopefully maybe one day might turn into sort of, you know, showrooms. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the moment, we don't have anything. Uh, okay. anything set in place for people to come visit. But uh, like I said, there's there's definitely talks of, uh, of doing something like that. Okay. Uh, just, you know, people can come and visit and, and kind of, you know, get the sort of the, the history tour um, and just kind of see a lot of the the kind of epic things that, you know, we've made over the years. You know, there's sort of like similar to, to that, you know, Abalone Ultratech. Um, I've seen, I mean, I've seen some, some of the knives we've made that they're so nice. I don't even want to hold them, you know, they're, uh, so, I mean, and, and I, I say that just, you know, the, the history of, you know, kind of where they've gone and where they're going. Um, you know, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty interesting and, uh, you know, it definitely would be cool to kind of be able to see all that in one place. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm sure that'll, that'll come along. What's the biggest show that you guys do? Is it blade, blade, the blade show? I I would probably, I would probably say blade shows are, that's our, our biggest, um, definitely our biggest show. Obviously this, this year they did the blade show West in, uh, Oregon, um, Portland, um, that we, uh, that we did. It was, I think it was the first year in in a while that they've had it and we, we were there. And, um, so that was obviously fun, but, but Atlanta is a, it's a different animal. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, we, we need to do that one time. Yeah. Walter. It's, it's, it's awesome. It's yeah. sort of like a nice shot show kind of. Yeah. yeah. Well, Walter, me and you will go to the blade show. I'll I've give heard, you a I kind of heard a little bit. I follow somebody else on the internet. Um, Alec, Alec Steele. He's an mm-hmm. English guy that just moved over here that does, um, blacksmithing and metalworking. And he's, very young young guy but um he's like uh got a huge following on the internet is that the guy that was in one of those sh- those shows like uh no he's he's never been in forged and fire or anything oh, okay um, but yeah alex Steele. um but anyways he had, he was he went to the blade to that blade show and um and he was talking i guess there's a section where it's all modern manufacturing stuff and then the other section is like blacksmithing old school mm-hmm. kind of knife making and yeah. uh, yeah, i'd like to see it that'd be cool yeah, Corey can tell us about it. By the way, before you tell us about that, Corey, Mike Bryant says you can use his house as the museum if you want. We'll do it. We'll set it up. Yeah, you will never get anything back. You know, <laughs> you'll have he'll have a writer in there once it crosses the threshold of my house. <laughs> it's now mine. Yeah. So uh, you've been to the Blade Show. How, how is it? Give us a little primer on the Blade Show. Also, so um. 
Are we talking about the, the Big Blade show? Yeah. Yes. This is so, in Atlanta, right? Yeah. Big Blade show is crazy. Um, so this past year was my first year. Um, I was not actually technically affiliated with Microtech when I went. Um, I obviously went, you know, specifically for Microtech. I went to visit and, uh, and you know, and meet, meet to- uh, Tony for the first time and kind of meet the entire crew. Um, and I can tell you, um, you know, our, our booth was huge. Um, and there, it still wasn't enough room. Like, and I, and I say that because it's just, there are so many people that come to this show and, uh, you know, we, we had, we had a, um, a blade show special, basically, you know, some of the shows we, we go to, we'll make, um, you know, special kind of versions of some, some of our knives that are, you know, blade show specials and they'll, you know, be 125, $150. Um, so yeah, for those guys that are looking for those knives at the lower price points, that's the, that's the ticket. Okay. There you go. Okay. Um, and, uh, you know, we had a, a three hour wait, uh, for, for that particular knife. Um, and I, I believe they were sold out within a couple hours, you know, wow. first day. So, uh, I mean, it, it, it's a madhouse. It's crazy. It literally, you know, in my opinion, it's basically the knife, the knife shot show. Um, it's kind of, you know, it's definitely not as big. I mean, shot show, you know, you know, is just, it's epic. It's just crazy. It's on another level size wise, but, um, but blade show is, is, a it is a definitely a fun place to go to. And, and you see some absolutely incredible things. You see some, uh, some genuinely just absolutely gorgeous, you know, craftsmanship, uh, you know, there's swords, you know, if you're into all that kind of stuff, um, you know, swords, there's kind of the entire, entire spectrum of, of bladed weapons. Okay. Very cool. Um, Archangel wants to know, would Microtech be willing to franchise out for a storefront? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I don't know that one. I don't, unfortunately I don't get to, to make that decision. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Way above the pay grade. And Razor JB says blade show is far better than shot. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. It all depends on your interest, I guess, you know? Yeah. Oh, well, Razor JB is into guns. He's in, he's a gun guy. He's a gun guy. Well, I mean, I guess it, it depends on probably why he's saying that. Um, yeah, I he probably doesn't like Vegas. For I was about to say, you know, Vegas, Vegas is a little rough. Um, you know, nobody, I don't think anybody feels good leaving Vegas. Um, <laughs> everybody, everybody's exhausted. Uh, and, you know, I know there was, some, you know, there's been some criticism of shot show in the past with, uh, you know, just, you know, the overcrowding and things like that. So I know that there's a lot of people that were turned off to, you know, shot show by that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Walter, were you going to add something, ask something there? Hey, did you like that knife that I, the, the microtech that I showed you the picture of? Did you get it? Well, I mean, I'm asking Hank, did you, did you, did you want to, I like it? You want to become uh, a microtech owner? Well, uh, yeah. Uh, is this, is this, is this a potential gift for the Hankster? Well, there's a deal uh, we might have to, that we can. Work. Oh, deal. We're talking a deal. Yeah, I do. I do. Uh, wait, that's the one, the same one that Corey was showing, right? I forgot the color. Was it blue? It was similar. It was, uh, the color on that one was, I think, green. I think it was like but a little uh, green, kind of. Yeah, yeah okay. uh, this, little, this little guy. Okay. Yeah, there's, there might be a deal in the works for you. Okay. See. What's the value of that knife, Corey? Um, this particular one is actually in our signature series. Um, so we have our production knives, and then we have kind of the in-between between our production and customs, mm-hmm. um, which you usually can tell by a signature yeah, that one looks the, like it's green. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, signature on the back as well as that sort of the dagger, mm-hmm. the, the dagger logo. Right. Uh, okay. And so this particular one's going to go for uh, three about three fifty, okay. um, three twenty one, three twenty one. Okay. Yeah. Let's see. Let's see that blade again, Walter. What kind of blade is it? The same length blade there. Yeah. And it looks like it's kind of like a tanto with the uh, serrations on top. Looks good. Oh, yeah, okay. so this is um, this particular blade is called our Hellhound. Okay, 
Okay, Hellhound. Okay, nice name to yeah. it. I dig it. I like it. All right. Well, we'll chat about it after. Yeah, if we can, if we can, if we can make some kind of trade deal, you know. Uh-huh. So there's okay, some, there's something to possible. That's what it'll be a possible trade. Yeah. Okay. All right. Something, something, something I have over here. Yeah. Can I, oh, something that I have over there. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We can make it. See, look at that. Look at that, Corey. We're we're wheeling and dealing. Yeah. See that trading thing? It's a going. Yeah, that is a prime example. Wheeling and dealing. Wheeling and dealing. Um, okay. Very cool. I don't know if there are any other questions and stuff like that. I, I did want to. I don't know if there's other things that people want to talk about. I know I wanted to show you guys something that I got in here. Um, so everyone knows that Fort Scott sponsors the Hank Strange situation for ammo. Yes. Thankfully. Uh, because, you know, I mean, you know, ammo is a huge, massive expense. Check that out. Fort Scott Munitions is coming out with the 450 Bushmaster. Okay. I just, I just got some of these in. If you're looking for ammo, anything that they carry, you can get 10% off. It's like Hank 10. That's the code. Check it out. There's the 450. 450. That's what that looks like, the 450. Um, this might give you a clue to oh, something no. that we're going to be doing. Uh, I'm going to be building. Oh, I got one. So that's a magazine. I'm going to be building a 450 Bushmaster Mm -hmm. AR pistol. Uh, Hell's yes. (laughs) (laughs) Hell's yes. (laughs) Oh, well, guess what? Guess what? I'm going to be acquiring. What? Uh, A 458, I think, rated can. Oh, really? Okay, we're going to need that. Because you know you got to throw some suppression up on these bad boys. Yeah, so I only have like one magazine for it so far, um, and I know you can use um, you can use a you know I've got a I've got a lower actually from Franklin Armory that I'm used to build it up. I've got a barrel. I've got some other things putting all that together. So that's a build. Um, Corey, do you have you, you you build up ARs and stuff like that? No, you said yeah. You I haven't I haven't done a ton of it, but um, I'm actually about to build one right now. I'm about to build a build myself a little. Uh, you know, pistol, AR pistol and five, five, six, more than likely. I can't decide between five, five, six and 300. I'm still kind of debating it. Oh, okay. Um, are you going to suppress it? Oh, hundred percent. Oh, okay. Um, and then what do you, you're obviously going to use that for like short distance stuff or what's your yeah. plan? What's uh, your plan you know, to use for this thing? It's kind of, you know, kind of like a little CQB, um, almost like, I guess what some people call like a truck gun. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, that's the plan, but you know, I just, okay. I want one too. I mean, you know, just, uh, they're, they're cool. Yeah. I don't know. What do you think about that, Walter? Five, five, six or three hundred. And also you guys can chime in right now. Let us know what should Corey do? Should he do the three hundred blackout or the five, five, six build? Well, here's here's three hundred right here on this SBR arrangement. Three hundred is cool. I mean, yeah, and it's, um, you know, I mean, I can already tell Hank, you do exactly what I do and you buy like things like magazines for guns you don't have yet. And then it forces you. That's what I do. I've, I've bought holsters for guns I didn't even own just yeah. to force myself to, to buy them. Yeah. That's See, a, so I, got a 20, I got a magazine for a 20 millimeter, another 20 millimeter rifle. So that means <laughs> <laughs> 20, 20 millimeter stolen. Yes, Walter. Are you building a pistol? <laughs> <laughs> a 20 millimeter? Yes. <laughs> uh, maybe. Everyone, everyone, I can see all everyone in the chat. They're not really saying this, but everyone's saying you should build a pistol. Um, yeah. You know, in the, in the, with the question of 300 blackout or five, five, six, I would say 300 blackout. It's, mm-hmm. it's nice suppressed, I think. You know, uh, it's uh, the three hundred blackout suppressed sounds awesome. Yeah, it's, um, it's up there. I mean, obviously, I think you know. Honestly, my favorite suppressed caliber is forty five. 
I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'll break the internet with this, but I'm a 1911 guy. It's my, oh, it's like one of my favorite guns. You? I know. I know. Criminal. Criminal. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> um, that, no, that was the, that was the first uh, handgun I bought was a, it was a Colt 1911. Um, okay. and so may, maybe there's the, the first, you know, the first gun, you know, gun thing in there, but it's, is it's that still what my, you EDC? What do you care? What's your EDC every day? I, I have a couple. I've got, a, um, I've got a couple of uh, Terran, Terran tactical guns that I EDC. Um, I actually Wait, have you EDC Terran tactical competition. Oh, yeah. That's no, You're, no, okay. not, like, not like the 34. I've, okay. I have okay. carried the, the 34 before. It's not okay. as hard as you think it is. Oh, um, okay. But, Terran um, tactical has like, uh, you know, yeah, we've got. Then he makes 1917s, 26. Okay. Um, All right. <laughs> I had a 26 before from him. Yeah. Um, he doesn't. He awesome. doesn't have a Glock 43. He probably does. No, he doesn't. We do. Uh, he does now. He makes a, okay. a, a little Combat Master 43. Um, <laughs> um, I had one. I had one of those. Um, okay. You know, kind of. You know, they've gone different places, but uh, um, I just got in. I don't know if you know Tier One Concealed. Um, they're one of the big, big companies that they make these really good appendix holsters. Okay. Um, I, this is going to sound crazy. Um, I actually just got an appendix holster for the 1911 um, oh, just because nice. I want just because I wanted it. Um, oh wow! For so, a okay. Yeah, we'll do we'll do an update video when uh, when I sit down and like you know crush some stuff on accident. And yeah. Then, yeah. 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 Never carry appendix again after that, but. We'll <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, well, hey, at least at least you have a holster. Yeah. You know, uh, be careful with it. I'm not, I'm not a big fan of appendix, but carry, but that's me. Yeah. I mean, it's, um, it has, you know, it's one of those things. It's sort of like the, uh, it's probably kind of like everything there. There's pros and cons to it. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a pretty kind of thin guy and you know, it's, they've always, at least my body shape, they've always felt pretty good to me. Um, I've always kind of enjoyed the, though it's kind of just the way they carry. Uh, but, um, you know, I'm, I'm kind of gotten to the point where I used to not, but now I pretty much carry everywhere I can. Um, you know, I used to, especially when I first started, you know, I was like, ah, I mean, it might be inconvenient, but that's, you know, that's the one time something's going to happen. Okay. So other than the the firearm and the knife, what else do you EDC? Do you, do you have light usually? Um, I, I usually actually, I carry like, you know, tiny little light, nothing crazy. Um, I probably should carry something, you know, better. Uh, but you know, obviously I got the gun and, you know, with the, the appendix holsters now, a lot of them, they, you know, they come with a little mag caddy. So, you know, typically you've got the extended mag in there, um, little light, um, you know, then, you know, a diff- couple different knives, you know, sometimes I'll carry two if I'm, if I'm feeling crazy just cause you know, you can't decide they're almost like shoes and, you know, shoes and clothes for some people. Yeah. You know, I if can't you're in the knife business, wanna... you better carry a bunch of knives, man. Yeah. I, sometimes yeah. I don't know what I want to carry. So I carry, yeah. I carry two or three. Yeah, you need to be like nothing fancy. You never know. At any moment, you can meet nothing fancy and you have to do a pocket dump. You want to out-pocket dump him when it comes to knives and or guns and just keep taking out knives and then he'll love you. Let me know beforehand if there's a chance and I will just, I'll just stack them into my pockets. <laughs> yeah, what, were you going to say something, Walter? No, I'm just, I'm just thinking about that whole pocket right. dump thing you know <laughs> I wear like the sort of like the the watch the guys that sell watches on the on the you know the streets in like new york or whatever i'll just open up my trench coat and just fall <laughs> down it oh okay <laughs> okay are you a watch guy are you into watches oh i love watches okay um we're a big citizen and seiko fan obviously i've got okay. an apple watch on uh, okay let's see oh shame on you show that again i know, I know. it's just shame it's so on awesome you yeah um, see how but, dare you you get you get a real watch um, but, uh, I, I love, uh, I love Seiko and citizen are, are my, okay. 
my two go-tos. Okay, very cool. Um, uh, so quartz, um, automatic. What do you? I know, I know. They've got like, uh, is it the Echo something like uh, solar power yeah, launches? So they, they, like um, okay, a lot of their well. So um, Citizen a couple of years ago, I guess Citizen bought Seiko, um, and so all all Seiko and Citizen watches now, I believe, are are solar powered. Um, mm-hmm. So some, you know, some some of their lines kind of use movement. Um, to charge them up, but at least all the ones that I currently have um, actually are solar powered. And now the most recent one I got, it's actually one of their satellite watches, uh, which is kind of cool because when you, when you change time zones, it just switches for you. Oh, cool. So it's atomic kind of like atomic timekeeping. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Eco, eco yeah. Drive. yeah. I have a Casio like that. I have a Casio Oceanus like that. Um, and right now I'm actually rocking an NF, uh, nice freaking watches, NFW. <laughs> it's uh, it's quartz. You know, it's nice, big, bulky. The quartz, I've never been a fan of quartz, but quartz is actually pretty tough. So, like, you can knock these around and stuff like that. And they, yeah, yeah, and NFW, like, when you get these watches, they actually give some of the money to uh, to military charities. So that's awesome. Yeah. So um, I, I like watches and things like that. I think that's a good part of the EDC. What are you going to say here, Walter? No, I was thinking a Jafari H says, I love the Eco Drive. I haven't had to change the battery once, and it's over 10 yeah. years old. Yeah. Oh, wow, 10 years. Okay, yeah, that's I mean, pretty it, good. That's, that's pretty good. The Eco yeah. Drive is cool because when you open the drawer, it's sitting in it. It automatically, like, adjusts everything. It, like, comes to life. Yeah. Yeah, there was – so I had a Casio. So I, had, I got one of the Casio solar-powered ones a long time ago, and I think there was something up with the battery because that – I still have it, but I actually sent it to Casio, and it would cost – it would it would be easy, cheaper for me to buy a new one get it repaired. than to pay them to fix it. But Casio owns Oceanus, and I think I've had that Oceanus for – I don't know, not 10 years, maybe seven years and stuff. I've never cha- – because, they, you know, they're solar-powered, but it still has a battery in it. Yeah. You know, and it's pretty nice. Like the Oceanus one is, uh, it's uh, titanium. Oh, <laughs> so it's titanium. It's solar powered and it's atomic timekeeping. So no matter where I go, by the time I wake up in the morning, time fixed. Because <laughs> you know, it's they send. It doesn't send out the time all day. I think there's like yeah. major times you can force it to pick up the time and all that. So, uh, you know, I'm a fan of those kind of things. Yeah. Yeah, what about you, Walter? What are you? Uh, are you w- rocking a, wa- a watch right now? No, no, I don't have one. I, I didn't. I didn't. A lot of times at work, I don't do it because it's not very yeah. watch friendly. Oh, okay. But um, right. but, or, you know, or, or I got, take it off. Yeah, I got the Roly and the and a couple of tags and um, then the uh, Omega. I have mm-hmm. a Apollo, Apollo Apollo eleven Apollo eleven Omega, the commemorative one. Um, just got, I got that, uh, shine down one, which was kind of a cool watch made here in the U S for the most Shinola, Shinola, Shinola. Yeah. Shinola. Yeah. 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 A couple of Casio G shocks. One's an old school one and one's a newer one. Um, that's what I see you wearing the most, the Casio G shocks, which are pretty good. Maybe when I come up there. Yeah. I mean, like a shot show, I'll probably, uh, I'll probably be, uh, rolling the uh, Rolex or something. Just okay. Flossing. Yeah, I was about to say. I, right before he said that, I was gonna say if we get together at Shot Show, we can compare watches. And then he said Rolex, and I said, ah, yeah, right. I have one. That's They're not Rolex. Money. Yeah, what was that, Walter? Your Obama <laughs> money? Obama Rolex. <laughs> okay, very nice. Congratulations on that. Okay, let me see. There was one last question from David Cardinal here. He says, "Last question, Corey. Have you ever taken one of your OTFs apart?" 
Um, and then I'm trying to see what most people were saying there with like 300 blackout or uh, or five five six. So I don't know if we got a lot of answers on on in on that one. So yeah, have you ever taken the OTFs apart? Can you uh, walk us through some no, of that? So uh, obviously, I, I mean, technically, I've not personally taken any of mine apart. Um, it's pretty easy when you work at Microtech and, you know, and you can just kind of, you know, you watch everybody else do it. I've, I've, wa- I've watched uh, plenty um, kind of be taken apart and, you know, had little parts replaced here and there and things like that. So I'm, I'm pretty, I've gotten, you know, pretty familiar with the, the internals of them. Um, they're, I mean, they're, they're obviously pretty hard to, to take apart, you know, our, our little, I guess, try triangular-esque screws um they are proprietary to us so it's not the easiest thing to take apart i i definitely don't recommend it um i can't i i can for sure tell you we've had a uh, a lot of knives come in where people t- you know they've they've found a way to take them apart and <laughs> then they cannot get them back together oh okay so you don't um, so so if someone has one of your watches you're right you're saying don't take it apart and try to service it yourself it's better to send it into you guys 100 percent um okay you know i definitely i mean you know there's there's and there's always factors you know because you just you never know what's wrong um if there's ever an issue with you know with one of our knives um you just never know what's wrong i, I always recommend um to to send it in through our warranty program and and you know we'll, we'll get it up and running obviously you know people send People send knives in just to get cleaned and sharpened um, all the time. So now I'm definitely, you know, I, I just don't recommend taking them apart. I would definitely send them in to us and we'll, we'll typically get them squared away for you. Okay. All right. And even if you get them used and stuff like that. Oh yeah. hundred percent. Still send it in. Okay. Yeah. All right. And there's just certain things that you're not going to like, so what happens if something, are there things that come in there? You're like, there's no way in hell where. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there, you know, there's certain things, you know, we've, um, you know, it's one of those things you can't do a whole lot about people, you know, using knives, um, kind of for their, you know, for unintended purposes. Um, you know, we've, we have, I've seen people actually use, use their knives as hammers, um, believe it or not, and use their knives as, uh, as pry bars. Um, uh-huh. and you know, so, t- you know, typically when you, when you do something like that, um, you know, you, you rip, you know, you break a blade in half trying to, to pry something open. Um, we can typically, uh, repair it. Um, sometimes with some of those things, there's small, you know, some small costs associated with some of that, but you know, any, any basic maintenance or, you know, any basic issues you have, you know, we definitely will take care of. Okay. Very cool. Yeah. Um, as long as you're using it, as long as you're using it like a knife in most, probably most situations you're, you're safe. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Walter, did you want to interject? No. Yeah. I, I, I can, I can see where there's a lot of broken blades show up, but people are trying to write <laughs> yeah. things and yeah. I mean, cause um, I have yeah. to fight that retentation, you know, sometimes like, Oh, no, 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 don't do that. Don't, yeah. don't, don't use so do you ever get those? And people go, no, I didn't use it as a pry bar. 100%. I just woke up one morning and I was looking at the knife and it was perfectly fine. And then it just cracked itself. Yeah. I've, uh, you know, we've had, we've had knives, you know, that, you know, they just come, come back in parts and, you know, there's, there's no story to it. You know, you, you have no idea how it happened. And, uh, you just got to kind of put your head down and go to work and get, get them off and running again. <laughs> uh, Mike Bryant says, what's the warranty? I know you said it earlier. Can you restate it? Yeah. yeah it's uh, so we have a limited lifetime warranty. So uh, for sure, um, you know, you're not going to have any trouble out of any knives that we currently produce, um, which, you know, we, we make a ton of knives. Um, you know, we will always, you know, do our best. Uh, even some of our older knives, you know, a lot of um, there's a big market for our vintage knives and um, you know, that were made back in the kind of the Vera beach days. And, 
Um, we always do our best yeah. to, you know, try and fix those and repair those if we can. Yeah. Do those knives have any kind of special markings? The Vero, does it say Vero Beach, Florida? Does it? How do you know that it's vintage? Um, you, you can all, uh, by the years. Um, basically, obviously, you know, we moved up in North Carolina was I believe 2014. Um, so and obviously there was still the the Bradford, uh, Pennsylvania location, but um, you can tell they're just um, for some of the more I guess technical kind of knife aficionados, um, just the styling of the blade, you know, certain, certain screws we use, certain body styles, um, things like that. It's almost like, uh, you know, when people appraise like paintings or, you know, art or stuff, they just, it's the little details they can tell when it was made. Um, sort sort of little things like that. Um, obviously if people have questions, they're always welcome to, to shoot me, you know, shoot me messages, you know, and, and I'll, I'll be happy to answer them. Okay, very cool. And uh, I'm going to get, let me see, this is the last question. Uh, this is from Lewis1911. He says, what knife do you like besides Microtech? What knife or knives do you like other than Microtech? Uh, God, that's a tough one. I'm trying to think because, um, you know, remember, I am, I'm still very, I would still be very new, newborn in the, the knife world. Um, See, I'm more of a I'm more of a sword guy, so that's my backup. And the, for when the zombie apocalypse comes, swords. <laughs> I'm, throwing, I'm throwing a throwing a katana right okay. on the, right on the back and walking around with it, walking dead okay. style. Okay, all right. Yeah, well, I, I, need, I, need a little, I need a little more time in the knife in the knife world, and then I'll, I'll have a I'll have a better yeah. I'll have a better. Answer but I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, obviously, yeah. like if if you work for a gun company, there's other guns that you like. Yeah. If if you work for a knife company, there's other knives that you like. There's no policy at the company. Oh, yeah, sure. yeah, you're not gonna get like they're not gonna go through your pockets, and if you've got like a knife. Yeah. Uh, well, okay, so now, now that so you mentioned it, we or have, something like that, CRKT, uh, like mine. Yeah. No, we have done um, we have done some collaborations um, in the past with uh, uh, a guy a guy who owns uh, Borka Blades, um, and he actually has some fantastic knives. Um, obviously, we've done our collaborations. Our Stitch is a collaboration with his, his design and ours. Um, but um, some of the knives that he does independently are, are awesome. If I were probably carrying anything outside. I'd probably find a way to, to snag one of those. Yeah. So Borka, Borka Blades. Borka Borka? Yeah, Borka Blades, B-O-R-K-A. Okay. Okay. And then uh, and then Mike Bryant wants to know, this is the final, final question, I guess. <laughs> uh, what's your most affordable auto? He's just, if like, let's say he's just dying for an auto knife. What's the most affordable entry level um, one that you guys have? Our most affordable um, is going to be I don't know if you, if, I don't know if he considers this one an auto. He probably is talking more about our OTFs. Um, that's, auto. that's auto. Come on. This that's is auto. So this one, this one's going to um, come in right, right over $200. Um, okay. And so are our UTX 70s and our UTX 85s are going to be uh, sort of in the low 200s. So just okay. you know, again, depending on configuration, color, blade style, you know, two, 210 to 200 and sort of, 30 to 40 bucks, just depending okay. on different configurations. Um, it always, again, it always varies a little bit based off what's in it. Um, but that would be, that would be kind of the, if you, if you kind of want to go to our, you know, our, our more affordable knives, that would be where I would definitely start. Okay. Very cool. Walter, any other, um, any other questions here? Uh, yeah, I was, when he was talking about other knives, I was thinking, I, I was looking over here, I'm all glancing over at bayonets and stuff. Do you have any, 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 um, 
bayonets. Liking of bayonet, military type bayonets, knives, <laughs> things like that. Um, I think yeah, the closest thing was I think that that curry that we we used to make. Um, that one that one's bayonet ish in a way. Okay. You, you can you can Rambo and makeshift it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think you guys should make an out the front bayonet. Out the yeah. Maybe even it could go on a pick rail on a pick <laughs> You never know. You never that, know. That would be so awesome. <laughs> with, a, with, a, with a remote control on back in the like on the on the like on a the, yeah like a light little, switch yeah like a little switch just flicks it out. <laughs> no, that would be cool. Seriously. Yeah. Hey, I'll get I'll get to work on it. I'm not I'm not the guy that designs it, but I'll get to work on it. I'll yeah. I'll start the drawing process. Yeah. Jafari H says Blade HQ usually has some good sales going on. You guys are sold through Blade HQ. Yeah. So um, we yeah. actually so on our website um, we have a um, a dealer list and um, it's pretty cool. You can actually uh, separate it kind of by your region, um, so where you are, and find your closest dealers. Um, but that gives you all of our dealers and, uh, you can go online and, and look for kind of some of their inventory, um, and see what they have. We, we have some, some big ones that, that have some really awesome knives. Okay. And then Brian quick says Microtech um, had an OTF with what they called a bayonet grind. Yes. So we, I don't know if I have one on me, um, but we do have, uh, I haven't seen any come through the shop in a while, but we do have a bayonet, um, a bayonet style blade. So it still comes in the same, um, the same Ultratech body, and just the blade style is um, is like a bayonet. Okay, that seems. What's Walter? Is this what we're talking about, Walter? Is it something like this? Well, the shape of the blade, I would say. Let me put it by my white face here. That's like, ah. Hold it up a little. There you go. I guess that would be a bayonet. This is a, this is an M1 carbine bayonet, so. Okay. I don't know if that style of blade is what he's speaking of. Yeah. Um, I, it's, I think you said bayonet grind. So, okay. You listen, you know what we've, I want, I, I mean, Corey, you know, you went through two hours gauntlet of questions here. Yeah. I what do you it. think, Walter? How did he do? How did he do? He did fine. He did fine. Yeah. He talked, he talked his ass off. That's what yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Anyone who knows me, that is, that is one thing that is unanimous. Whether people love me or hate me, I, I can, I can talk. Yeah, that's good. So um, tell us real quick, like how can people get in touch with you? What social media should they follow and all that kind of stuff to keep up with Microtech? Yeah. Um, so obviously uh, our social media, um, Instagram and Facebook, we are under Microtech Knives. Um, if you want to follow me, because you will start, you will kind of see some cross, um, some kind of cross pollination of some of the Microtech stuff. I'm on Instagram, uh, Corey underscore Campbell 24. Um, Corey spelled C-O-R-E-Y. Um, and also, you know, you have, like I said, I'll, I'll give you my email address again um, for people who have questions and things like that. Um, C Campbell at microtechknives.com. And uh, so you can, you can find us, find us on there and we can, uh, we have, we have a lot of fun. We post a lot of cool stuff. It's a, it's a hard job. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Sure playing with knives yeah. all day. Yeah. So, so tough. Someone has to do it. I mean, listen, I, I appreciate you coming on, educating us about knives and things like that. I know I personally want to do more knife videos and things. And uh, uh, Patrick was talking to me about that. Um, I actually saw him today. We've got a, a shot show video where we're talking about shot show stuff that should be coming out. I uploaded it. It probably go out to Patreons and then we'll, we'll get it out there for everyone else. So, I mean, I definitely want to thank you for coming on. Walter, you want to like tell the folks how they can get in touch with you? Here. Yeah, Facebook, Instagram. Um, hopefully tomorrow I might be posting a picture of the real Shreebog stock. So um, 
Classical Stock. The, uh, if I get the anodizing back tomorrow, we'll be putting it together and posting it and getting ready for the SHOT Show. So uh, stay tuned. Okay, awesome. Make sure you follow Walter on Safety Harbor Firearms on, like, everything, including Instagram. Yeah, yeah. yeah. everything. Yes, absolutely. Corey, you did a great job, man. Thanks Thank for coming you on. So this, much. Yeah, this is your first podcast. Uh, you know, I appreciate you coming on. We're definitely going to try to get some uh, micro stu- tech stuff out there for you guys and, uh, you know, get some of that kind of stuff going, some other knives as well going on here. And hopefully we'll we'll bump into you at SHOT Show. Oh, 100%. We definitely, we have to, uh, definitely got to plan the uh, the shooting. I need, I need some more full auto in my life. Yes, we can make that happen. We can make that happen. Maybe so. so. Yes, absolutely. All right, Corey, stay right there. I'm going to end it. Perfect. I want to thank everyone in the chat for hanging in here with us. I see lots of people thanking you, Corey, for coming on. Uh, make sure you guys go follow uh, Microtech Knives on Instagram, Facebook, and all the other places, and uh, shout them out for coming on the show. You know, it's always cool when companies like this come on and talk to us. We appreciate it. Uh, any final words from anyone? Uh, good night. Yeah. Okay. Well, We're thank, out of here. Thank you. Uh, thank you for having me. Hopefully, we'll uh, we'll have to definitely do it again when we come out with some. Uh, you know, 2019 is going to have some new stuff. So when we get some more new stuff, we'll uh, we'll have to do it again. Absolutely. Yes, you're absolutely invited back. That would be very cool. Thanks, guys. See you tomorrow, Friday. I have no clue what's going on tomorrow, but it's going to be fun. We'll see you guys. We're out of here. Peace.